0: fellow investigators and welcome back to our video podcast into the darkness where my friends and i play the call of cthulhu role-playing game i'm your host tom rayleigh the scenario is burning stars it was written by david conyers and it can be found in terrors from beyond our game master is matthew sanderson and this is episode six folks i have something horrible to confess to you i failed to record the last episode either that or there was some sort of technical difficulty in any case It doesn't exist it's lost uh we did play last week and it was a really big episode so the gm and the players have graciously agreed that after i give my recap uh for you guys uh that uh, we will then reenact the most important parts that you didn't get to see uh this should bring us up to date and we will continue from there so without any further delay let's continue our journey into the darkness Anyone looking at the relationship that I have with Mr. Sterling might think that the bodyguard is uh, overstepping his bounds, that it's not his business, and he's not a business consultant. But that's because they don't really know about the friendship that uh, is involved here. Uh, others might think that I'm riding on his coattails. Sure, he takes care of me, and I get to travel and see the world. I live in comfort and I eat well, but uh, anyone in a relationship knows that those are just the trappings and satisfaction comes from a much deeper place. I've been working for Mr. Sterling since I was discharged from the uh, arm, uh, the army. Uh, he was in the market to sell munitions and I was the man to introduce him to the right people. I'm the one who got him all the business. I drummed up clients in most of the world's conflict zones, Mexico, Ireland, Italy, Nicaragua and Haiti, I guess. I'm privy to all the details and I know who he can trust. This time it's different. There's something going on in Haiti that's dark and dangerous. There's some sort of grift going on that spans Port-au-Prince from top to bottom but I can't quite put my finger on it. And I don't think Mr. Sterling is seeing it. I can't stop him from tossing around his money And I'm afraid that uh, that might be the whole crux of the deal. In my experience, it would be. They want his cash, and they're setting us up to hand it over. Our meeting with Senegal was textbook. We've been tricked somehow into believing that the boogeyman uh, convinced so well that Mr. Sterling is handing off, I'm sorry, that Mr. Sterling is handing these bandits $100,000 in arms, free of goddamn charge. He thinks he's buying a small army to help him rescue his kid from a voodoo cult. But I think he's just paying for their uh, paying, that he's just playing into their hands. Someday, years from now, they're going to write the history books, and these people are going to call this the Grift of the Five Cards. I don't even know what the Five Cards have to do with it all, but it kind of makes it seem more real. I can tell him to be careful, but I can't tell him what to do. I am here to protect his body. And I will put myself between him and a bullet. And unfortunately, I think there's going to be a lot of bullets soon. But I can't uh, protect his decisions. All I can do is stay loyal and follow him into hell. That's what friends do, you know. It's uh, what they do. In any case, we have a new lead. We were so stupid not to look into where kids were staying. Turns out he was right next door. We are about to go in and see what's up.
1: Indeed. So we left it with our gang in the corridor outside the room next to theirs. So room four along the corridor. Key's gone in the lock. It's opened up and you've gone inside. And to quickly... the overview of what was found the room doesn't look as though it's been searched at all Um, this looks like it's been lived in Um, it's been tidied by room service but otherwise there's nothing really here that says that this has been turned over by the oni like your rooms had been Uh, there's a suitcase on the bed and there's still plenty of clothes packed in there and there's evidently signs that someone has been living in the room for a while at that point everyone starts to uh, starts to t- not tear the place apart but definitely start to search for anything that they anything that they want to find and that's when we'll hand over to Guy
2: um, I'm, I'm going to start by looking behind uh, pictures and under the, the uh, under the bottoms of drawers uh, all, all the sort of places where I'd, I'd, I'd hide something if I was hiding thing the clever places
1: you know yeah there's there's nothing initially behind any um, behind any photos or pictures on the walls um under the bed i think amy uh comes across when going over to the desk finds that there is a gun that's underneath the lip of the table so that it's in easy reach another one that's under the bed so that if he was lying down there and someone came in he could easily reach down and pull it up but Guy starts to think about where would I hide something if I really wanted to hide it? Where would be the, the place that you would pick? If I really
2: wanted to hide something
1: in a hotel room,
2: um, I'd unscrew that cover along the side of the bath and put something under the bath. That's, mm-hmm. that's where I'd put it.
1: Yeah and indeed as you go to you go to look at that panel you find that the screws aren't exactly high quality here that's been used to put this thing together and you can evidently see that the heads have slightly been distorted by someone having opened them up before and this this feeling of deja vu comes over, as you, over you as you pull open that panel and find that there is a journal inside and it takes a little while um to flick through this thing because it's mainly in code um, it's a very easy substitution cipher so it's mainly the laborious act of going through it and being able to find well this letter means this, this letter means this um, I think Dirk uh, comes up with the idea of saying well make sure you look for where all the Es are and then that will give you give you a starting point and this literally takes Guy a good few hours and this feeling of déjà vu increases as he pours over this thing, trying to um, trying to work out what this is, but also thinking that he has very much done this before. And it's very much Jack's journal. Uh, with sensitive entries where anything could be particularly incriminating, those are the ones that have been coded, but some sections aren't coded, they're, they're just mundane records. And after a good few hours of decoding, this is what he finds.
2: Good, Lord, lot of the strangest feeling I've seen this before. Um, Friday, 3rd of October, 1930. I arrived this morning in Port-au-Prince and secured a room at the Hotel Olofsson, apparently the most famous hotel in Haiti, according to the folks on the ship that I talked to. They're saying that... Prince Hotel, newer, good views, but cheaper, and apparently shows in the range of their restaurant. Father's instructions are simple. Equipment is already for- flowing to our armed forces, already on the ground here. Further profit can be made from selling them to the Caicos rebels. Just need to be able to sell them more than they than what, sell to more than one sell them currently. This faction has been behind rebellions going back as far as 1918. They've brought a lot of the population together, promoting cultural identity and the like. They're passionate, but ultimately farmers with guns. They don't stand a chance against the military, surely. Their dream of a Haiti run by Haitians will remain just that, a dream. I checked with the warehouse that evening. The first shipment of weapons has arrived on time. Meeting tomorrow to arrange payment and collection telegrammed father to let him know that everything is on track. Saturday, Saturday, the 4th of October, 1930. Met with the liaison at the embassy. Transfer went ahead as planned and they took collection on time. Told them I was going to spend a few days in town to see the sites. Father's contact, Senegal, is reputed to have contact with many other KCOS cells across the country. If I can get him on side, he may well allow me to open negotiations with them directly. Being a tourist for a few days will help pass the time until he's ready to see me. Fingers crossed. Monday, the 6th of October, 1930. The second shipment arrived as planned. It's being held at the second import-export warehouse until I've made contact with Senegal. I wish he'd hurry up and arrange a meeting already. Wandered around a lot of the city today, passed by the Grand Cemetery. Grave robbery actively in progress. Seems like bones are powerful tools in voodoo. I wonder what the price difference is between guns and femurs. Later, went to the iron market. The stench, rotting fruit, raw meat, and more pickpockets than I could count. Nothing lost, though, apart from my sense of smell by the end. Telegrammed father again, confirmed shipment arrived, and now awaiting meeting. Tuesday, 7th October, 1930. Now I know why Senegal is being so cautious. O.N.I. keeping a close eye on me. Trying to be subtle, but they aren't very good at it. Word must have got to them about the second shipment or suspicions of one. They're wondering if I'm hanging around to make another deal. Continued the tourist facade. Visited the Notre Dame Catholic Cathedral, pretty impressive, and the Palais National. Looks just like the White House, tailed throughout. I wonder what will happen if I head out to the seedier parts of town out to the southeast. I can handle myself but they'd surely realize that they'd stick out like a sore thumb and drop the surveillance. I'll give it a try. The sooner I'm out of here the better though.
1: There we go. So besides we'll see maybe a few piece a few items of clothing that are missing, the fact that he hasn't been in the room for a while, no one searched it. You've got three handguns that you find scattered between the main room and the bathroom, and then guys spending a few hours decoding the book. You've pretty much got from there until everyone goes to sleep. So how does everyone spend the rest of that evening?
0: Are uh, sleeping. <laughs>
1: Okay. I can't recall any anyone doing anything else particular nah. uh, particularly of note um, Maybe, uh, uh, before,
2: I, before I go to bed I think I'm just I'm gonna have a cigarette and um, sit by the window I just I just want to make sure that there's uh, no one watching the the hotel yes really just keep and an I, eye out for any suspicious movement
3: outside and I think I've got a gun to put back together that was we brought down here in pieces back well, back together, a little there's while. a shot
1: there was a shotgun split between a couple of suitcases yeah. so that that takes a little while to clean and put back together but otherwise doesn't uh, doesn't present any problems and guy as you're looking outside you th- you think for a while that you, there's someone stood in an alley across the way from the hotel but the more you look at it and the more that the the night descends and shadows start to lengthen you begin to question yourself as to whether it's a shadow <coughs> or a person so there's, there's, a, there's a little while of you thinking and just intently staring at that patch, wondering, is it, isn't it before finally it becomes too dark and there's no, there's no way to tell without going down there and physically prodding it, if there is anything to prod. But as everyone's fallen asleep and you're awake watching that for quite a while, there is a knock at the door.
2: Um, well, I'll, I'll hurriedly put on my, uh, my
1: dressing gown and... Uh,
2: and um open the door
1: nice and standing there is the bellboy, which you've uh, previously given quite a nice tip to uh, earlier um he he's a little hesitant but he just confirms that uh, there was the instruction at the front desk that if you received a telegram you were to be alerted at any point any time of day or night as he's standing there holding a tray with a folded piece of paper on it
2: oh yes yes um Could you do me a favour? Yes, yes, sir. And I'm just going to go and fetch a piece of paper and a, and a pen from from the room. Um, I wonder, um, could you open this telegram for me and um, copy what's written there, written on it, onto this piece of paper? Mm-hmm. I know it's a strange request, but um, it would be a great help if you could do that for me.
1: No, whereas there's a look of confusion, and then in a sort of definite effort to try and make his handwriting legible, he does copy the uh, copy of the note as he's uh, leaned up against the wall, scribbling it down, and then he folds it and puts it on the tray as well.
2: Okay, I'll I'll take both of them from him and and give him a couple of dollars.
1: Yep, he he is a very happy man, even at this uh, the wee small hours of the morning. So he, he takes his money, thanks you very much, and heads on to leave you to, uh, to whatever it is you wish to do.
2: Well, I'm, I'm going to take the copy that he made, um, still folded, and I'm going to put it inside my journal. Mm-hmm. And I'm then going to close that and putting it, put it in the drawer. And then I'm going to open the telegram and read it.
1: Okay. Uh, this is the response from... Uh, Major Medwin, in res- uh, say, in response to your telegram that you sent him previously, uh, where he's replying to your statement that evidently some kind of revelation or some kind of information about that missing period of time that you have is what's causing your blackouts and asking to expand upon his uh, theory that he had that he mentioned. Uh, looking at the letters on the page and trying to focus your will, it for a second looks like it's just blurred ink, but with, by sheer force of will, you're able to focus in on a couple of words that start to become legible. And you get the gist that his theory is that this cover story of this other group of Americans going up into the hills is complete fabrication, that there was no group that died up there, that he believes that he's using this story, um, when, he, when he says he, he's saying about J. Sterling, the initial J. Sterling, using this as a... Means by which he can hide and evade the ONI's uh, gaze because they are evidently interested in him and want him. Mm-hmm. Okay, in that
2: case, then I will um, head to bed.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you head to uh, head over to your bed on the other side of the room. Uh, just giving Dirk a quick look to make sure if he's okay, because there's been a bit of noise with the bellboy and such, you're wondering if you woke him up, but you can see his eyes moving behind his eyelids as evidently he's in R.E.M., so he's in R.E.M. sleep. And within not too distant time, you yourself, as your head lays back and hits the pillow, you also fall into sweet oblivion. And the six of you find yourselves stood in what appears to be a corridor, Um, There's no ceiling, there's just dark void above you, but this black obsidian wall either side and this kind of dirt track, sandy ground, like sand and dirt beneath your feet, the sound of whispering somewhere in the distance and very faintly the beat of drums and the smell that wafts through here on this very stale air reminds you of maybe campfires uh, perhaps the smell of overburnt meat, but otherwise, you are, uh, just the six of you are here, no one else.
0: And how are we dressed?
1: Exactly as you were before you went to bed.
0: And we have, oh. do we have our weapon? Uh, do I have my weapon?
1: Uh, yes, you do. All
4: right. Where are we? Do we, do we, do we have another blackout?
0: I don't know. This is.
5: I just remember going to bed. I don't. I don't know.
0: Um. um how do we all get here? Uh, okay. And this, this just looks like a corridor, right?
1: Yeah, uh, there's a couple of turns. It looks like that it's a break in the wall, and then it goes into another uh, goes into another corridor a bit further along. Um, Guy, however, just did this motion with his hands and notices that he still got the cut on his hand but maybe unconsciously a few of you uh, look down at your hands and find that you all have the cut on your hand in exactly the same place that Guy made it with that sharp stone the previous night what the hell well that's screwy. I don't
4: I understand yeah. what what it- you know are, is someone trying to tell us something like we you know we're you know just because only one person cut like we're, we're all in in this deal now
0: uh, i don't know I are he, we uh, uh, um, where do we go do we just keep going
2: forward
5: i smell um, a campfire does anyone else smell that that fire
2: yeah Ugh. yeah I'm, I'm gonna um try something i'm, I'm just gonna I'm going to shut my eyes and um, just concentrate on the, the smell of the fire. Is it is it stronger in one direction
1: than another? Indeed it is. In fact, the direction of which all of you were facing when you appeared here, and you, you've looked around, you've moved around a bit, but that same direction you were looking when you came in here, when you found yourselves here, that's the direction from which this breeze is slowly coming towards you and from, from where you think the source of these fires is. I think we need to go this way.
2: Agreed.
3: We should be mindful of the, uh, side passages. We, there could be something laying in wait for us. We we should all keep
1: each other in sight, line of sight as
3: well. Yeah, Let's keep together.
1: Did you uh, say we could okay. see
5: the night sky?
1: You look up. It certainly doesn't appear to be a ceiling. It seems to be void. But oh, okay. the more that you concentrate and look, you realise that in this blackness, there are black stars shining down, casting black light on everything, which allows you to see, impossibly. Are they at least
5: in familiar formations, like constellations we would recognize or anything like that?
1: Oh, no, you are a long way from home.
0: Well, let's let's move on.
5: Yeah, let's get out of here.
3: This is my dream. I'll decide. Is it a dream? We're all here. Where is here? That's not. a. this is not a place. What is the quarter made out of?
1: It looks like black polished stone, almost like it's obsidian. But then most things here are black.
3: Yeah, this isn't, uh, this isn't Haiti. All right, so I'm going to creep up on the, is the first passage on the left or the right? It's on the left. Yeah, so I'm going to sidle up to that and have an... Have, a, have a, a careful, a cautious look. See, mm-hmm.
1: yep. you cautiously peer around the corner and find that it does indeed seem to be another corridor that goes off, and you can see that it branches another few distance at irregular intervals. You rapidly get the impression that this is some kind of labyrinth or maze.
3: There was no. The story is in the library. There weren't any mazes described, were there? I think. Remember it does, that. I remember. There was.
1: Oh, well, cool. Don Rembrandt's reading that uh, that book on the way back to the hotel in the car about the Ashanti Warrior. The Ashanti Ooh. Warrior, yeah. Right, right. There was something about a a beach.
4: Oh right. Yeah, they, they, there was they, a beach.
0: Yeah. Um Did it say a black sun? I
4: in the sky. I think it did mention that because I said I don't remember anything about a, a, a labyrinth but I do remember like the a beach and a black sun and I, I just I didn't understand what that meant when I read it and I still don't now looking at it
0: well if there's no danger down this corridor it's just keep going straight down this one
1: so, oh there's a short montage of going down corridors with the occasional turn following well rather guy following his nose and heading towards this, this smell of burning, which becomes more more intense for all of you as you progress further on, until finally rounding one corner, you come to what seems to be the entrance, or rather the exit to the, uh, to the maze, and ahead of you, slanting down very gently, is a black sandy beach that greets this almost glass-like, flat surface of an ocean that doesn't move it's just black as far as the eye can see indeed what could be described as a black sea of infinity and that dotted along this beach there are remnants of what look to be campsites um tents that go in a variety of ages some are new some are old but all have this kind of mary celeste feel to them that there's no one here but there was someone here up until recently Uh, there are campfires burning where there are strange meats or bits of meat which are skewered and then on spits which were turning but have now fallen fallen still And as you're taking this site in with this black sun Looking upon, I'm um, looking upon you from this uh, far horizon to where this sea, this ocean stretches. Um, you can hear the sound of approaching footsteps from behind. Behind um, like
3: in the maze.
1: maze. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to reach in my pocket
2: and um, take out my
1: lighter and mm-hmm. um, try and see if I can light my lighter okay you start flicking trying to get this thing to work it almost seems as though the oppressive black and darkness here doesn't want this thing to be lit Mm -hmm. so you're flicking and flicking occasionally there's a spark that shoots but so just persisting on as the figure comes around the corner and Dirk certainly recognizes him because he last blew a uh, pamphlet of dust into your face as this figure that is evidently not human, some seven perhaps more feet tall, dressed in a long black coat with this skull for a head, sinews of flesh connecting down to this body uh, beneath it, and wearing a top hat with a third eye that's open in its skull, as it just starts to walk to, uh, walk towards you. I'm uh, taking
0: oh. aim at the third eye.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, hello Baron! Do a little curtsy, I guess. Indeed, it seems well I'll say as much as a skull can grin, it certainly grins. And it steps steps forward as guys desperately flicking this lighter. And Sean lets out a shot. This bang echoes out across the waters as the bullet goes straight through the third eye. Brain matter or something definitely black explodes out of the back of its head and forms this unearthly halo around its head formed by two large what seem to be almost like crab-like claws that come up and then uh, encompass a full circle around its head it just looks forward towards you in a voice that both is almost only a fraction above a whisper but with enough intensity to shake the pillars of the earth just says that it is a terrible thing Pause for a second i need to get the quote i <laughs> remember off the top of my head yeah. how terrible is wisdom when it brings no profit to the man that is wise at that point guy flicks the light and there is a whoosh of light and it just goes from black to white there is a white out as you all suddenly gasp and f- sit bolt upright in your bed the light of morning shining through upon you and it's like someone has just released a floodgate of memory that comes back to you and you are able to remember what had happened in the course of the few days leading up to you coming here and what you did when you first arrived in haiti but you realize that it's not everything that still something is being held back from you as if as if the baron has given you access to certain pieces of information but not quite everything. So you recall that James Sterling had sent his son out here, but when days turned into weeks and he still hadn't heard from his son, that he decided that matters had to be taken into his own hands to try and find him, A, to make sure the deal had gone down, and B, it's his son. He wants to make sure that his, um, his son is safe. So he hires the services of the two PIs, and with his uh, with his uh, daughter and Jack's friend Amy, they are both insistent that they're gonna come along because Jack's own Jack's their their brother and their very close friend. They're not gonna be talked out of it, so that's why they're here. They're basically their own their own force of personality said, We're coming, and Sterling couldn't stop them. So you arrived in Port-au-Prince on Thursday, October 23rd and began investigating to find where your son had gone. You quickly found his room, found his journal, or rather Guy found the journal, hence the uh, the moment of déjà vu, and spent the hours working out what had happened to him. And once you knew the lay of the land, thinking, well, we know the, the ONI are after him, at least have been looking out, uh, looking around for him, we're going to leave the room exactly as we found it so that we can basically claim... Uh, plausible deniability that we haven't seen anything we don't know anything everything's there as it was just in case they did eventually go and have a look for themselves you also well James Sterling and Sean went to meet with uh, Francis Matreau at the import export warehouse and got them to hold the shipment of guns so that they would uh, they wouldn't be going directly to Senegal they're going to hold them for a few days just so they can get their get everything sorted with Jack first Friday, October the 24th, the whole team uh, when they're going around the seedier parts of town looking for, uh, for Jack or any sign of him, bump into Bruce Northeast. And after having a chat with him, learning a bit more about Voodoo, learning a bit more about The Lays of the Land, what he's doing in, the, um, in Haiti when he's gathering information for his paper, they're pointing in the direction of Africa's Dark Sects in the National Library. Because he's heard that there's been an American that's been found unconscious here and been dragged off by this rather unsavoury cult. So the process of Know Thine Enemy begins with you trying to work out what exactly this group is, what this cult is that's up in the hills, and trying to find out exactly what's going on and why they might want him. Saturday, October the 25th, uh, Kessler and Randall meet with tower reader uh, Marie Jerome the rest of the team searches the hills in hope of the finding this star pools, but with no luck. The, the pools that Bruce had mentioned, and going to uh, going to Jerome, thinking that Jack's been sighted around where his uh, where her tarot reader shop is thinking has she heard of anything of his movements um has she seen him can she provide them with any more information on this cult but ultimately it's a bit of a dead end although she does seem to be quite um quite taken by uh, by guy sunday the 26th uh, that's when bruce according to his journal that you've already read uh, he discovers the star pools but is seen by cult members and flees after glimpsing what lurks there uh, the investigators then meet with mama josephine uh, the Voodoo Priestess that you've already met uh, that you've already met again, and she asks you to bring her a dead moth in exchange for her aid and protection against the cult. At the same time, James Sterling is bribing local farmers, trying to find them, trying to find anyone that will tell them the path that takes them up to this place in the hills. Uh, Guy and Dirk manage to get a dead moth. At the same time, James finally gets the location of the star pools. And they decide to head up there on Monday, the 27th of October. And that's where a shutter just comes down over your memory. What happened after you went up into the hills still remains a mystery.
0: Mr. Sterling, I I can remember almost everything.
1: Yeah, but
6: I remember going up there and then that's it.
0: You mean you remember too? Did you have a weird dream?
6: Oh my God, it was horrible.
0: So let's go see if everybody else is on the same. Let's
6: yeah, let's go to the We'll wake everybody up. And knock on the girls' room as we go. Yeah, we're up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we gotta we gotta have a meeting. Something really weird's happening. Yes,
5: yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right,
0: so we're all in Dirk's room. Mm-hmm. And Guy. Yeah. Uh, so, do you all remember? Yeah, I mean, almost everything. everything. Yeah,
5: almost everything. And this but, dream.
0: And we all had the weird. Did dream. anyone
5: have that dream? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Like yeah. directly
0: from the Ashanti warriors. Like, are we
5: cut? Like in the dream, or is it still just our? I'm,
0: I'm not like, cut. No. Just, just Guy. But okay. in the dream, we were all guy. cut.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: I need some coffee. I'm, I'm, yeah, I agree.
1: I cool down yeah. for a, a, a couple of pots
6: of coffee. I not it like okay.
1: sleep mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> Room service comes and there is a wonderful plate of, or oh, lots of plates put out before you, uh, silver platters. And the maid says, uh, if you need any more coffee or anything, just give me a shout and I will bring some, bring, rush something up for you. Um, Appreciate it very much.
2: I'm sorry. Um, just, just before you go... Um, I know this is such a silly thing to ask, but... Um, could, could you tell me how many people you see in
1: this room? Hey, the maid God, looks a little bit confused as she's holding the, uh, the cafeteria of coffee that she then puts down on the table. Um, that is a very strange, strange question. Um, but I don't don't see what the problem is. Well, there's and then there's a sudden jolt, and you find the coffee's down on the table, the door's shut, the maid's gone, and you can just hear the uh, the sound of the elevator door closing, and her heading downstairs. So whatever happened, it's only a blackout that's lasted a few seconds, presumably.
6: Oh, the hell is-
0: Wait. It it was triggered when
5: we asked how many people were in the room. One, two, three,
0: four, five, six. Is uh, is one of us are are we ghosts?
4: Uh, Wait. When before when we went to the tarot reader it was it was you two. It was Guy and Kessler. But then when, Dawn, when 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 Amy and I went, she said that she remembered us.
5: Yeah. That doesn't make
4: any
6: sense. These rubbish theories. We gotta get to my son. Well, wait, what why is
0: why did we black out right then? Is there some pattern or connection between when we're blacking out? Are, did we, are we, what's, what's causing us to black out?
4: Well, it's either when we split up or when we uncover something vital.
0: Well, we were all together here, so. Whatever that
5: maid said, it was too much to handle. Important. But it was
0: how many of us are here? How many of us
5: are in here? Is
6: Jack here as a ghost?
0: Are we ghosts?
6: I don't feel like a ghost.
2: And I mean, I managed to cut myself.
1: There's this thought that goes round and round in Sean's head and it almost spreads between everyone as if it was almost like a virus or a blood stain that works its way through the fabric of a bandage, that you went up to the hills, you came back down, but why didn't the cult, why did the cult let you get away with it? Why, how did they not kill you when you went up there? And as you're pondering that question, almost as it starts to echo between everyone, think, thinking the same thing, little flashes happen as if uh, replicating what happened when Guy flicked his lighter, that you remember Medwin. When you first met him at the hospital that he was saying something before you got taken uh, before you found yourselves in the jeep and now there's little bits of fragments of his speech start to come back to you and he he stood there by the door looking at uh, dr allen as he says right i think we have an agreement but i promise you if i find out this state of yours is all an act uh, kessler i'll nail you to the goddamn wall myself i don't believe in this multiple personality bullshit And then later, when you're talking to the concierge at the front desk, it wouldn't be appropriate, is where you thought his sentence stopped, but it continued. It wouldn't be appropriate for me to give you the key to someone else's room, sir. And then you find yourselves with this distorted fragment of memory walking to the library and then heading to the docks afterwards, not as a group, but as one of you going there. And then, again, likewise, wait, waiting at the bungalow and then walking back to the hotel. You never got a cab on the way back. That's why you were so dirty when you got, uh, when you got back to the hotel. And then, remembering muttering, yourself, uh, muttering to yourself and talking to yourself in the warehouse in front of Senegal and his men. Senegal saying to his second-in-command, who's questioning that, why is this person acting like a madman? And that Senegal saying they've evidently seen, seen the lurker only that kind of thing would break a man's uh, mind like that. But also, looking at his hand and saying that I don't think we need to worry about him for very much longer, anyway. That that veil that the Baron had kept upon your memory about what happened to you after you went up into the hills, you get a peek through that curtain. Not all the details of remember uh, you remember in full. But you remember one thing with certainty. Six of you went up into the hills. Dirk came back down and was found by the, uh, by the authorities wandering on the outskirts of Port-au-Prince. The other five of you have never made it out of the hills alive. And that's where our last session ended.
0: Exactly. And it also explains why the nurse freaked out when she saw us. Some people were more sensitive. And that's where the episode ended, and now this is where the new one begins.
2: <laughs> I, I don't feel like a ghost. Neither do I. Or, or the figment of someone's imagination. I mean...
3: It does help explain how we could all have the same dream. And how we keep jumping from place
0: to
1: place.
5: Do I remember things from like Amy's childhood, things that
1: Dirk wouldn't know? When you try and focus in on them, it is a blur. It's almost as if you are a composite of what someone believed you were. So you begin to doubt whether those memories are yours or whether they're someone's impression of what you may, uh, what memories you may have had. It's almost well, as if you don't know yourself.
4: When we first woke up, or we first, you know, started, you know, doing our investigation, I, I, I knew we'd lost something. I thought it was Jack. It's uh, appears it's much worse than that.
0: Well, what now?
6: Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> those bastards killed us. Let's drag them to hell with us.
0: Well, I think that's why we're here.
5: Well, we don't But if we all go, it's just Dirk alone. We don't want him. I mean, we don't want to lose one more person.
0: You were promising the Senegal and his people all these things that we can't provide.
5: Is he even
4: going to help us? He thinks we're crazy. He thinks Dirk's crazy. No, no, no. Remember, they killed his brother, right? Right. Senegal wants revenge. We want revenge. We've got to stop what's going on. I mean, I, what else can we do? Uh,
0: what were we just a madman raving there in front of Senegal?
5: What can are, we do though, Donna? What can we? It's not like I mean, if I shoot a gun, if if all six of us shoot a gun at one time, is it just Dirk jerk, jerk shooting a gun and?
0: Uh, <laughs> are we dominating his personality? If I'm shooting my gun, am I forcing my? personality on you, Dirk?
3: Uh, you know.
4: (sighs) From what I understand, it was you that met the tarot reader, but I remember talking to her.
5: We have some of Dirk's memories. So maybe we're just all Dirk?
6: Or Dirk's imagination. Well, no, we're all borrowing Dirk.
5: (laughs) I don't
6: know. All right. Is there a way we could practice before we go up there? Like, can, are we ghosts and can we do stuff or, or is it all through Dirk? We need to know this before we go up to the pools.
5: What if we went somewhere where we could shoot a gun, all of us shoot and see if it's just the one bullet, we shoot once, and we see if it's just the one bullet, which means it's only Dirk shooting, or if there's six bullets, which mean all of us are shooting something.
6: But, oh, all at what? No, but then if we're delusional, that's true. Then say, we, I shots, feel like yeah. if we all
4: fire a gun, we're gonna have a, 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 a another blackout that lasts a few seconds, and then see six bullet holes. And Dirk is gonna have a gun minus six bullets. You're right. You're if
2: right. I if I'm a ghost and I fire a gun, then surely it's a ghost gun firing a ghost bullet. And what's that gonna do? It's just gonna go.
5: Well, no, no, because stuff. no, I think we're controlled. Like when we do actions, it's Dirk taking those actions.
0: But wait, are we ghosts? That are possessing Dirk. In which case, does he get my skill at shooting a gun?
6: I think and we are because the nurse or the at the hospital freaked out when she saw us. So Could maybe she see us?
5: She said her words were, "You, sir, have been marked by sir. the the Baron LaCroix, sir." She saw not me. I was standing there right next to you, Sean. She didn't say anything about me. It was a singular person. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe she didn't see us, but somehow saw that Dirk was marked in some way. I don't know.
6: Maybe we need to see the Mambo one last time.
4: I guess, I mean, all I'm saying is that we've we've done things like y- you talked to Senegal sort of dad, but it, it wasn't, it was Kessler. It was Kessler the whole it was time. you making a deal. And you remember making the deal and Senegal kind of like he's honoring part of the deal. Like we're gonna go, I guess, because of his dead brother. I, I,
0: the more I the more I think about it, the more it looks like Senegal was looking at us like we were fucking out of our mind.
4: I wouldn't be
5: surprised if he honestly did not show up or did not send anyone because we must have sounded like Dirk must sound like a crazy person. God, and what I'm did no he? Didn't person. we hear him say we won't have to worry about him much longer? Maybe he's not even gonna bother helping us. And why would he?
4: Well, if we don't... Yeah. If what the Mambo said is right and we don't stop this, I don't think any of us have very long...
5: I agree, but what's to say that he even believes us? We have a singular person raving like a madman at him about this. Maybe he doesn't believe us.
2: I don't know. Well, the way, the way I see it, where are the five ghosts tied to Dirk? Or... Dirk's crazy and weird just his imagination
0: Amy you got it's your uh, really
2: journal? feels weird to me because <laughs> I'm me but either way if anything happens to him we we won't exist anymore we go
5: I'm assuming my journal is Dirk's journal
0: well that's what I want to see is it is time. it his handwriting or your handwriting
1: I'll pull it out. Well, when you go back to it, as far as you're concerned, it's your handwriting. But then, if Dirk wrote it, it would be his handwriting as well. Jesus Kessler, How many showers have you been having? Remember, though, we
4: have we have notes from the time that we remember, but we didn't remember before that we repeated. And those notes that we have from before we you know started this in the hospital were only Kessler's notes. I didn't take notes. Amy didn't take, we, we all went to the library and did all these things and didn't take, or at least we, we don't have these notes. Like it was just Kessler who took notes. Let, let's pay the busboy
6: to come up to the room and let's all have a conversation. And if he says it's Dirk talking to himself, have him write down what we say. We all say a color or whatever the thing is. Does Kessler say every color or does... Kessler, only say one color and nothing else is heard by the kid. I think you might be frightening the poor boy. I, it, Didn't we a, already confirm that with Senegal, though? No, no, but you, what I'm saying is if the kid only hears Dirk say one color and doesn't hear anything else, we're acting independently. If Kessler says orange, blue, red, and green, then he's doing everything we're doing. we don't, don't, They're only going to hear I,
2: him. He's the only one that's here. I, Great, I think yeah. we need we need to go back and see the mambo. I I think right. She but, she knows about shit like this. But
6: if you hear me say anyone. red and the busboy doesn't then we're acting independently. But if no, Kessler, if, you, if we already know, you, know, you that, know that, that from the Sterling
4: incident. You, the, you, from the you, main. Multiple of you talked to Sterling and and he responded. Or no, sorry, not Sterling, to, to Senegal and he responded to you. The right. guy
5: a, guy asked the maid how many people were in the room and right, she responded
4: that, yeah one right she can
6: only see one but if we're all having a conversation and the words aren't all coming out of Kessler's mouth that means we can do something you understand what I'm where I'm going with this you think that we're just invisible well, we're ghosts we're incorporeal i think we're parts of, part of Kessler's mind well that would Determine it because if he's saying all the five colors we picked, then but every
0: every interaction we've actually had, the people said sir.
5: Yes, or, like, Kessler. Were always talking or Kessler Kessler, but he was the only mm-hmm. person he's the only person that they referred to by name. Even
0: when we were talking, I went and talked to the guy at the the thing, but he wasn't talking, he was talking to Kessler.
4: We talked right. to we talked to the, the tarot card lady and she talked to the two of us. Which is apparently was just Kessler. But she never said miss or right.
5: you too.
1: I think we shit. should go. I agree
5: with Guy. I think we should go to the Mambo.
1: The only who else is gonna have used, the answers. The only descriptor that has ever been used was either Kessler or you, which could be taken as a singular or a plural. Mindfuck. Um
0: we what
5: might have an it? advantage
0: though, because it's if be like we the have... middle of the night. If we have six personalities and one body, uh, we've got a great deal of stealth, perhaps. Five, mi- Six minds to work out the problems
3: and one body to hide in the shadows. One body to switch between various seemingly unrelated activities and look like a crazy person to
6: run around yeah. him. Yeah, but it's not we're like trying- we can
5: stealth. If we're trying to stealth, it's really Dirk trying to stealth. <laughs> we're trying to
6: get up there and... And one body to get hurt and end it all.
5: Yeah, this is. I think. If, I think if Dirk dies, we're just done.
6: Yeah, but I
0: think it's worth it. We want our revenge, don't you?
5: I I agree, we but I'm murder. saying it, we can't. It's not like we can sneak through and and scout ahead for Dirk because it would just be Dirk.
2: Yeah, trying I can't to scout hide behind myself. <laughs> if, if there's right. if there's just one body, then it's you
1: that cut your finger. Yep, and indeed, when you uh, when Dirk looks down at his finger. No one else has got a cut. Guy's finger is perfectly fine. Dirk, all the benefits that were previously related to Guy apply to you. So you now have a significantly enhanced pow. Uh, You have this feeling that you do not want to be separated from the sharp stone, that if you do so, you you know that the benefits it gives, it will take in kind, easily going the other way.
6: So is the stone around Kessler's neck?
1: Because it's the only physical neck here.
6: No, I'm just now that we're all seeing it there. Yeah, yeah. Kessel, that means you need to drink that weird potion. He did. I'm
5: sure he did. He did. Somebody else that drank it.
6: Doesn't he have to do something
5: after? He, he drank did. The he, potion. he was the one doing all of that stuff. Guy was
1: Kessler drinking the potion. <laughs> I think what uh, I think what Sterling might be referring to is that uh, um, um, Mama Josephine said that after you've been to, right. the to come back, that she would give you something to reverse the effects. Right. So the that yes. you know Correct. To
6: come That's from. what I meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn! I miss, I really missed something then. <laughs> I, I
0: think you know what. Thinking about that, I think she was lying. I think she was just. She said she'd move heaven and earth to try and and reverse it. I don't think she can reverse it. This entire time
5: I've been saying we're just pawns in someone else's game, and I firmly believe that.
0: But if we're fucked, then we might as well take advantage of being fucked.
5: Yeah, um, if, uh, if Dirk's fucked either way, may as well see this through, right?
3: Well, I can assure you that you were all fucked, I bet, yeah. because you were figments of my imagination. Yeah, thank
4: you. Uh huh. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for clarifying that for us. Cheers, Dirk. But maybe the there's releasing
3: once you've once
0: you've had your revenge, then we all disappear. And you. Go we don't back know if that's normal. how that works. We don't know. No. Well, I mean, there's there's no other choice. I mean, it's not
3: going to go away by itself. I have to say, uh, I had my doubts that she could reverse it. Uh, and now that I can taste that scorpion juice, Jesus guy. Thanks a lot for that.
2: Well, like Uh, you said, one of us had to do it.
3: Yeah. One of us had to do it. Uh, so we, uh, I and you freeloaders. We have until uh, we're supposed to start up toward the pools at six p.m. Yeah, we hope yeah. that Senegal's men are going to meet us.
5: We hope so. Remember, I don't see. I'm still. I'm still recalling back to all of the tarot readings, and you remember one of them warned us of a desertion. And a bit, for a right. second here, I was thinking the five of us, but I'm more concerned about Senegal's men at this point doing that, and then betrayal too. So I.
0: I'm well, concerned. I thought when you, when that came up, that was going to be one of us. But there is only one of there us.
5: There is only one. So I'm concerned. We've we've enlisted Senegal to help us in this, and I'm afraid that he's going to betray us or backstab us. So there's going to be some, or they're just going to leave us high and dry. I remember, Dirk, high and dry. I'm
4: I'm not convinced that the tarot cards are trying to help us. The that's tarot true. cards are are marked with the exact exact person who's fucking with us. The exact thing that's oh. fucking with us. That's true. So I don't know why we—I don't know if we should necessarily trust their word as a good, a good guideline of good, good tips.
3: <laughs> well, uh, what,
4: just watch your back. What did I he guess. say in the
3: dream? Wisdom that does not benefit the wise.
1: What it's terrible, a, th- yeah. It's a quote from uh, Sophocles. He's, how terrible is wisdom when it brings no profit to the man that is wise. And he so in a way, you a little bit of a little bit of wisdom.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, considering that the Baron is mocking us. It might be that you know the cards all are uh, you know true uh, symbols of the future, but That's- he's laughing at us with them.
4: What Back if, when we were alive, that was exactly one of the things I said is I can't tell if, he's, if it's like, a oh, this is the actual correct answers, but you're never going to believe it or like, oh, walk right into my trap. It's, it, how, how do we know?
0: I'm no psychologist, but so far, all of the figments of your imagination are, are manifesting themselves. What if this uh, baron is also a figment? Just another split in your personality.
4: That has a cult?
0: Well, I don't think he does. I think there's going to be a human up there that has a
3: cult. Yeah, but you saw the skull in Senegal's office. And well,
0: you did. the connection
4: to Africa?
3: Or at least you think you
0: did. At you least don't I think they did. You think that we can see us. Now
3: that you know that you're a split personality, you can still see us. It does explain why I put on so much weight lately. I've been eating all <laughs> of your breakfast. Uh,
5: we know at least so, We know at least some of this some of these tarot cards have spoken truth. The first one we saw was death inverted," which means you've lost your mind. I, I would say that is accurate, Dirk, and that you've lost something important to you, which I think is also accurate. Your mind. And five of your closest friends. You've
0: been betrayed by your own mind. Glad you all have a sense of humor about
4: this.
5: <laughs> well, you're alive, at least. If you can't laugh, what else are you going to do?
4: Well, he's, he's also... Uh, never mind.
5: We're all
0: in this together with you, Dirk.
5: Oh, yeah. However you're we can help. You're all in help.
0: this together with me. <laughs> you must be brilliant. Brilliant. To keep all of these different thoughts compartmentalized,
3: uh, I certainly do feel more powerful than I used to. Uh, so we yeah, want to well, shake the O and I. Do we want? Do we really think we should see Josephine again?
2: Yeah, daylight's burning.
1: Drink your what damn coffee and get out the really door. Good. Yeah, what time? Mid morning, because you've just had breakfast. Uh, so uh, not I to go and. House. I can mean, I what else can we do though. to
5: prepare for this other than talk to someone who might at least understand or be able to give us more information?
2: I can't think of anyone else who would understand this who exactly. understands more of a chance of understanding this than she would
5: I agree.
3: I don't know that we're going to find her at our office given that she had a ceremony last night
5: well, and she but, she didn't she seemed happy to be rid of us when we left, too, so but I no.
0: think it's urgent, so. If all she's like a doctor, yeah. doctor of magic, then we need to consult with the doctor. Yeah. This is,
3: this is, this is definitely cars. a game changer. So when we took two cars back and the Baron stopped at the second car, did I pay for two cars and one was empty? How do you go decide which where you sit? There's room for all of you
1: in my hat. Was there even a second cab? Do
0: we, when we remember it, remember being in the second cab?
1: As far as you could recall, that was real. But then, hey, you can remember dreams with vivid clarity. Yeah. It's real?
3: imagination. You guys are crazy as I am. But I now think that
1: we everything know that we're, know that we're not here.
2: Do we need a second cab? And if so, where do we sit? <laughs> I mean, Natural. you see what I mean? This is, I mean, from my perspective, as a figment of your imagination, to me, this has an, an internal logic. Exactly. Doesn't it make sense, though,
0: that if Dirk gets in a cab and we just stand next to the cab, that at some point we're going to pop to wherever pop. Dirk is? Back well, to the where blackout. Dirk is. Yeah. yeah. We'll just blackout.
4: Have a
2: Blackout and be there.
3: Right. But of course, it's disadvantageous to keep blacking out. The question is, how do you remember all getting into the same two seats when there's too many of you? Perhaps there's a mechanic that...
2: Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> That's a great for this.
2: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we could get on the roof.
5: I mean, I could sit in somebody's like, lap. What does it matter at this point, yeah. you know?
2: <laughs> we'll just, it's like, just like the Keystone
3: Cops. All right. So I I call down to the front desk and ask them to hold a cab for it. Me. I'm gonna start making a lot more sense to
0: people. Yeah, I think you should cancel the uh, the
3: rent on the the two other rooms. (laughs) Yeah, I have to. Why don't you guys all go and bring your luggage in here while I shave? I'd like to see that.
2: Okay. Hey, mine's already
0: here.
4: You ready for a blackout?
0: <laughs> no, he's just going to spend fifteen or twenty minutes getting all of our luggage free. Yeah. <laughs> Who goes to the door? I'll go to the door.
1: Okay. You grab hold of the uh, the handle. Uh, you can. Oh, well, it feels like you can grab it, but you can't turn it. I, I can't open
0: the door. Wait, over. let's see if any of you can
6: open it except for Derek. I walk over and try the same. Got my hands behind my back. Watch it y'all. Now, can I push my hand through
1: the door? Nope. You Stop. can you're constrained just, by that you can still feel the substance of the door there. You can grasp the handle, but it's got it's as if it's just completely immobile, as if it's made of stone.
6: What if I try really hard?
1: It's not going to work.
6: Give me a power roll. 55 out of
1: 80. So it's just a regular. Okay. This is opposed against Dirk. Can you give me a power roll?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, well, I just wasted a six on that.
6: Oh, sorry. The uh, went extreme. <laughs> there you
1: go. I think as... James realizes it. Then this information, yep, as James realizes it, this information cascades around uh, the different parts of Dirk's brain to all of you. Uh, that phrase about how terrible is wisdom when it brings no profit. Now that you know what you are, you can't just possess Dirk to do your dirty work anymore. Not unless you have to really force it to take control of his body. Uh, oh. Well, yeah,
2: and and, you're, and Dirk's um, if Dirk's got my power from. 150.
3: That's 150. So, uh, ah, (laughs) shizer. So I just Ah, rolled a six when a 36 would have been an extreme success. Ah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, I'm going to not worry about Sterling's money and the extra rooms. and I'm going to shave and put on a fresh shirt.
1: In fact, uh, Sean, as you do that, uh, can you give me a power roll?
0: 77. That's, uh, That's a fail.
1: Okay. You have this moment of deja vu, but then it's gone.
0: I just had a deja vu. I mean, I was kind of joking to see if I could, but.
3: Do you, do
0: did you I shoot myself
3: in the head? I don't remember anything about how they died, do I?
1: Well, now that it's mentioned about whether did Sean shoot himself in the head, you can give me a uh, pal roll as well.
3: Me or just?
1: A- no, Dirk. Yeah, an, an
3: extreme success, 16
1: you have this fleeting memory of running through a a clearing surrounded by uh, twisted jungle on all sides as something huge is uh, literally pulling trees apart and throwing them into the air above the the canopy. As Sean just sits down with this absolutely... God, not dejected, but completely and utterly look of all hope has lost as he puts his uh, gun to his head and pulls the trigger. And then the memory fades. Jesus.
3: Well, you know, when we get up to the star pools, I think they're going to look real familiar to us. I mean, when I get... Never mind. Uh, Do I... I know somebody got torn apart. Do I know who got torn apart?
1: Uh, well, now that you think about that, as you as you got an extreme, I'll let that ride. But then again, again, extreme isn't too difficult for you these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you're actually finding it difficult to pin it down as to who it was that was torn apart. You think this might have actually been something that befell a couple of people?
6: Okay.
3: Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's some creature that's that's enormous and powerful beyond understanding. So,
5: but you should be able to control it now. If, if Josephine is what she was Telling saying is correct, truth. yeah,
1: yeah, or it should recognize you or something no. like that.
3: How does my forehead feel?
1: Nice and moment. solid at the moment, it is perfectly solid. All right.
6: I wonder if Josephine's part of this goddamn cult and just wants to wrap up the loose ends. Yeah, uh, she was scared out of her wits. Yeah, but she had the stone.
4: Oh, Christ. Why would she give it to us?
6: (laughs) Bring it back up. Are you okay? You all right? Oh. I just reached out for the wrong tin.
1: Sorry, I just had some unexpected menthol. (laughs) <laughs> ghostly menthol because no one else here is gonna be able to <laughs> wow i'm i'm really awake now <laughs> i'm gonna go right.
6: out to the coffee cup and see if i could pick it up to sip coffee
1: uh, if you just regularly go down try and pick it up it's like it's glued to the table i just
6: seeing what yeah, now... What's, I mean, what's the problem? Where's,
2: where's the coffee going to go anyway? I mean, all you're going to do is pour it on the floor.
6: I just wanted to see if, like, if, in the room and while we're talking, we could do normal things, or now we're screwed because we know. This explained uh... my,
4: my lack of appetite earlier.
1: <laughs> Give me a luck roll as James <laughs> is trying various different things. Uh, 54 out of 70. Okay. You end up going into the bathroom. And you think, well, let's see what I can pick up in here. And you turn and go to see the shower and decide, well, if I try and go there, and you walk forward and it's like just smack as if you hit into an invisible wall. And looking around, you kind of went, what the hell? And you realise at that point that it's the position you are and where you would go to would take you out of Dirk's line of sight.
6: Okay. See, yeah, I knew there had to be something like. All right, hey, Kessler,
2: I've got an idea. Face that wall, and I'll get—I'll get him to face away from the window.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and look out the window. Okay. You—if you're trying to picture what would uh, what would happen here. Imagine Dirk is like a light bulb that he shines in every direction. You can still see and perceive everything that is in a 360-degree angle from Dirk if he could see in that 360 degrees. When you try and go outside of what would be that line of sight or where that bulb would shine, that's where you hit this wall and you you just can't even see beyond it now, that it's just completely a blank spot. But I can, I can essentially
2: see what's behind him. Yes, you can. Albeit over a short distance, Right. but I am aware of what's behind Kessler.
4: So, like, if he was facing right up against That'd the be wall, handy. We, can, we can still look out the window if he's facing against the wall because that's in the 360 light. But we can't see into the other window of the building across the street because that's outside his line of sight.
1: You can still see, if, if he was looking in the direction that you are, then you okay. can he can see it, you can see it. Okay. okay. But then maybe part of you is thinking, well, you know you've deluded yourself before, how much of what you're seeing is actually reality or not?
3: Right, I was thinking, what if Sterling turned his back toward me, showed some number of fingers to Sean, so that I couldn't see it, but they would be, but it's it's all in my head. So it doesn't matter how many fingers the ghost in my head holds up. Yeah, and you also,
0: your your experiment doesn't work because he has seen this room and he's right. seen out the window. If he walked to a door and opened it that he'd never seen inside before, would you be able to see around the corner?
4: That's what I no, mean. No, I, feel like if, if, I feel like if Kessler was standing in a position where he could look through it then yes but if 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 he would have if he would have to move to actually see through that with an angle then i feel like we just see something created or empty i, I don't right. know like cuz void yeah
6: right. we could see
4: behind kessler because it's
6: his memory of what he had just looked at
4: right but right. but could we see behind him in a mirror on the wall to facing another hallway that he can't see no i don't think we'd see anything we would just see what we imagine the hallway to look like.
0: So if he's running through the jungle, we have to run ahead of him where he's looking. What? For him to, for us to exist there, we can't run behind him as he's running through a jungle that he's well, we, never run through. We before. need to
4: be
6: within that. 360, be
0: within a 360 within light
6: bulb radius.
4: No, it's a 360.
6: Only 360. because he's seen that already. Yeah, but if he's passing through it, he would have just saw it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like time travel. It's right, yeah. the
5: whatever. It, I guess so, the question is: Is there anything we can do to help Dirk in this endeavor? If we all exist in his mind,
3: I guess we're helping. We can't think. really support him. But are you helping me think with ideas? I think of we're just yammering in my skull, giving me a headache. Nothing personal. Let's go see Mama Josephine. Maybe
5: she. I agree. Can. I agree.
3: I'm looking forward to speaking to anybody without the disadvantage of thinking that I am six people.
1: Well, um, I take it you're phoning down to the front desk to order a cab, yes? Yep. Okay. Yep, they, they say a cab will be here within a few minutes, so you're, you're welcome to either wait in your room and they'll give you a shout, or you can go downstairs and wait for it outside or in the lobby, completely up to you.
3: Uh, I think uh, the lobby is a good idea because we can see whether there's uh, a couple of ONI goofs.
1: <laughs> okay, well, you head down. Uh, you head downstairs then. Uh, you can all give me a spot hidden roll because all of your perception is still working. All oh, five. Oh, two. failed two. Sixteen. Failed. Seventy-two. I failed. Getting some good rolls out of the way. This is good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we've
1: got. We've got serious
2: perceptual six. faculties
0: now. We theoretically can look in all
2: directions around you, Dirk, at the same time. Yeah, it's called a neck. <laughs> <laughs> it just twists and turns. Look, any any more smart talk from you? Um, <laughs> I, I swear to God, I'm going to stand behind everyone you talk to for the rest of your life. The
5: concierge <laughs> must <laughs> look faces. at us like we're insane,
1: or at least Dirk. Dirk is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, you actually you can give me psychology rolls. Because we're all, oh, he's talking.
5: I'm getting them just rolling hot. four.
6: Ooh, Ooh, oh wait. I've I've actually I've actually just passed the
2: psychology roll. My psychology is only 30 and I got a hard. Nice rolling eleven. It, this bodes case. really badly for any combat. Oh and I don't have to do any combat. I'm, I'm not here. Don't. don't you? Okay. We'll hold you to that. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, right. maybe we'll be maybe Kester is going to fight someone who also has their own ghosts. Maybe everyone, <laughs> maybe everyone in the world deals with this and no one ever talks about it.
1: That's well, you start, look, we'll do it with the spot in and then we'll do the psychology result. Uh, in the hotel everything's fine there's no goons lurking in there but you do notice outside the duo patrols that uh, go by in distance they are still outside they are still moving around trying desperately to act as though they're uh, they're not there and still failing uh, but so I'm mentioning the concierge and wondering they must think I'm looking crazy the actual facial expression that you get from the concierge when he looks at uh, when he looks at dirk is more like a, oh, and actually like a degree of uh, pleasant surprise. And you get the impression that if, uh, if a face could, uh, let's just say uh, something, or you could read the thought bubble, uh, speech bubble like a thought, um, it's almost as if he's saying, oh, you must be on the bend. He's, feeling, he's, he's evidently feeling better today.
3: Because I'm not wearing Amy's dress. <laughs>
1: Well, he didn't want to say anything about that before, but
2: (laughs) you're not not smoking three cigarettes at once,
0: (laughs) and also wearing Donna's dress, carrying a gun. (laughs)
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. So I'll, uh, you know, give the concierge a little bit of a howdy do, and uh, there's one car waiting outside the hotel.
1: Yeah, if, if you've given it a few minutes, then indeed a car pulls up. Uh, familiar taxi from the same com- uh, the same company you've used previously. Uh, with your exceptional degrees of spot hidden and letting the psychology ride as well. There's a few dejected ONI folks outside going again. Why don't they give us a car? We can't catch up with a, uh, with a taxi on foot. Budget cuts! <laughs>
0: My experiment is I'm going to stay in front of the hotel.
1: OK, so you'll see if I inspired. suddenly teleport. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's comfortably room for, let's say, four people in the back of the cab. So there was like two two bench seats, uh, two in the back, two in front, and then you've got the driver up front at, as well.
6: At this point, if, if O'Neill's staying, I'm staying with him. I'm, like, kind of freaked out, and I don't want to be away from O'Neill. He's like my anchor, sort of.
1: OK, so... Oh, well, I'm, I'm saying, can I, obviously... Can I sit on the driver's lap? You go, in, uh, go, into front, uh, go into the front of the taxi. You clamber on, and he does not react. Hey, Kessler, check this out. <laughs> well, the, the driver turns around, uh, almost doing this impossible turn, almost like moving Guy out the way as he does so. Like, uh, where, where to, sir?
3: And uh, Madam Josephine's address.
1: Okay. Yeah, he turns back around and starts to drive off. So, who is out of the cab? So, definitely Sean, sure, definitely mm-hmm. James, because you said you were staying with. Yeah, I think it's them, too. Yeah, it's uh, two of them, yeah. And we're so fully I...
0: expecting yeah. to suddenly teleport.
1: <laughs> okay, in which case, if you are. Uh, if you're kind of mentally preparing yourself for this, I'll give you a bonus die on the sanity roll.
6: Uh, I actually passed that. Holy crap!
0: I did not. Oh wait, a bonus die. Sorry.
6: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I did pass. Okay. Okay. In which case, it's zero. But as the car pulls away, there is almost like a bungee cord at complete. Uh, stretch suddenly pulls you straight into the cab, and you find yourself uh, pretty much both sat on Dirk's lap. Oh. Hey, uh, do we see them? Oh yeah, you see them literally. Just uh, if you were looking back through the uh, the back window, you see them stood there, and just as they're going out of sight, it's this blur of motion as they come rushing straight through the back of the cab, and then oh, oh.
4: I oh. I, st- I stand corrected. I thought we'd have another blackout. That, that was, was a lot more hilarious.
0: That was shocking. Yeah, he
4: just That's appeared fun. in his lap.
0: Guys, I'm I'm really sorry you're all dead, except for hey, Kirk.
2: you you ever read that book Topper? Oh, um, the
3: banker, right?
2: Yeah, this is just like that.
1: They should make a movie of that. The um the driver, as uh, Dirk says about the banker, turns around and says, oh, "So was that you wanted to go to the bank?"
3: Uh, sorry, just thinking out loud. I I, uh, have a tendency to talk to myself.
1: Oh, okay, no worries. He's only reacted to what Dirk said. Right. Yeah. Um... (sighs) Can I smell anything? If Dirk was able to smell it, you'd be able to smell it. So you take a big big gulp of air into your non-existent lungs, and, yeah, you can smell the... uh, the wonderful aromas of this part of town and also the lack of any kind of perfume or aftershave that the driver isn't wearing
0: hey, Amy. I'm going
4: to miss, gonna
0: miss Amy. Food. Amy slap me do I feel
1: it <laughs> are you trying to damage or are you just trying to go for impact impact kind of so he feel feels it, it at least yes. yeah you feel it yeah I can feel it
5: didn't hurt well, little
0: does Kessler feel it?
4: Hmm. Yeah. I, I just want to clear so, so, like, when I poke, like, if I just like poke Amy gently, like, we feel it, right? I feel her, she feels me. Like, okay. And then if I reach over and I poke the driver,
1: it's like poking a marble statue.
4: Okay. So I feel like something, but it, do, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's not feeling me, and I'm not feeling what I should be feeling.
1: Yeah, okay. because he is completely immobile. There's no give to his flesh. He's, right, he's that's very, yeah. He's very.
2: I can assure you, he's very uncomfortable to sit on.
1: <laughs> he's very, very uncomfortable.
2: Now, I'm beginning to-, to regret this. And this, you know, this this steering wheel's bigger than it looks as well. What happens not if we
6: pull out here? Just flick his, his nose. nose.
1: Give me a power roll. Ah.
6: Uh, just barely passed.
1: Okay, well, unless Kessler rolls a 0, zero. No,
6: it's 62 out of 80,
1: so mm-hmm. it's a regular.
3: Yeah, 32 was uh, an extreme success.
1: Again, for, for you, it's like, for James, it's like trying <laughs> to push marble. It. Okay, right, that's what I was trying to figure
6: out, okay. I'm telling you, Kessler, if you get
2: through this, you need to get yourself to Hollywood and pitch this and that, this idea. You could make yourself a killing in the pictures with this. for someone else does.
5: I think Madame uh, Josephine must see us because I spent a lot of time talking to her. And I, what? Uh, uh, this is so confusing. When the, the driver only heard you, Dirk, when you mentioned well. the banker, but I had a full conversation with Madame
4: Josephine it's oh it, it was Dirk dressed the, up as you. It was the wisdom thing because You're right. now You're we right. know. Right right. Okay. We can't just walk up to the door and open You're it right. and steal Kissler's right. body casually because we know. So we can't just casually borrow his mouth for a second anymore. I thought I thought maybe she she could see us or something. Uh,
1: okay, want, never mind. If you maybe try and focus back in on that uh that memory, um uh, you will re- you remember Dirk sat there in front of in front of her. And all of your dialogue coming out of his mouth. As
5: right. Kid, okay. As I was hopeful that somebody could see us.
1: <laughs> oh, remember the the nurse? Yeah. She will look walked up to you and uh, was terrified by something that she saw. Yeah. And it was. It's been said that some people are more sensitive. Maybe there is actually so. something physical or something tangible. The, the little boys in it.
5: the neighborhood. The little boys in the neighborhood, I think they must have seen us too. They were
0: trying to nail down the ghosts.
5: Yeah.
1: There's a piece of folklore oh. in various parts of the world. Uh, this can be attributed to witches as well, of trying to uh, kind of nail them to the spot or prevent, uh, kind of bind them. But mm-hmm. nail, um, putting an iron nail into the footprint of a ghost is one way to, again, trying to bind or dismiss its presence. Interesting. So we're ghosts,
0: and some people can see us.
5: Oh, sir. Yeah, we're not just in Dirk's mind.
0: Okay, then it's, our corpor- it's even more important because we need to get released so that we can go to heaven or hell or wherever we're going to go.
1: You can give me, an in fact, it's because it's Amy and uh, Sean bouncing mm-hmm. these ideas around, both of you two can give me an idea, Roll.
0: 22, that is a
1: hard.
5: 34 is a regular. No, nope, it's a hard, sorry.
1: Okay, both of you seeming to think in the same way then quite appropriately thinking yeah there's evidence to suggest that people can see you or certain people can see you if they're maybe if they're sensitive enough like as you said the boys that they think they saw a ghost and tried to uh, try to nail you in place the nurse at the hospital saw something but the nurse also said something else that you had been marked maybe something that Donna said about maybe maybe this Nyarlathotep is screwing with you in some way who's to say maybe that madness hasn't been shaped into something corporeal because Mm. remember Amy's still wondering why if I am a ghost of my former self why have I not got all my memories why am I for guessing who I am maybe it's somewhere between the two interesting Also,
0: if the woman said we were marked. Does she mean the finger thing, which happened later?
6: Were we already marked? Maybe this thing is a demon, and we're damned
1: or we're cursed or something. Maybe this is hell.
5: I don't Sorry. suppose any Cthulhu
1: mythos would help us here. Well, oddly enough, as at least Dirk learnt some, then all of you have got a degree of it. So you can certainly give me a roll.
5: Ooh,
4: everybody,
1: yeah. Oh yeah,
2: ninety-five.
1: Oh, not even enough to oh,
4: do. actually. Wait, can we, can we? Can we? Can we spend luck on these? Can we spend luck?
1: Yeah. It's a skill roll. You can certainly spend. Okay,
4: luck. I will. I will happily yes. spend the three luck because spending I got spending that luck. Yeah, I got a six. I'll spend three.
5: It's okay. not Dirk's luck, right? Like, we don't take it from his sheet?
1: No, you, you, <laughs> okay. you each individually, your sanity scores okay. remain their own, okay. uh, so all your, all your sheets remain as they are. Right. And for uh, for the audience, uh, this is one revelation that they've uh, discovered uh, at the end of the last session as well. They all have very similar character sheets for some bizarre mm-hmm. reason. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Why like am I when, so good
5: with a firearm? I'm a 19-year-old girl. <laughs>
1: But, and it's also how um, how Sean said, why, why is my intimidate score so low? Because it's not mm-hmm. his. Right. Because it's Dirk's. But yeah, th- those of you that passed can give me a sound check.
5: Oh, boy. Okay, <laughs> great. Uh, Failed
1: that. I passed that. Okay, pass is zero. Fail, it's a D4. Just the one. Yeah, you... You bear the Crawling Chaos's, well, you could call it mark, you could call it fingerprints, you could say his influence or taint. Yeah, yeah effectively, Dirk, because he took such a massive uh, sanity hit from seeing the Lurker and then surviving it when he ran out of the hills as the reason for this whole state of being uh, coming into existence. And that the Crawling Chaos has been playing with you as a little plaything all the way through this you are pretty sure that you are the composite of Dirk's insane mind and his memories and his imagination of what he believes you were, that you have been split into these different personalities. And the crawling chaos has effectively gone, that sounds like that sounds like a remarkable little play thing. I've got six of them I can play with again rather than just the one and has given you a degree of autonomy so that there is... At least this echo and ghostly quality that you are indeed uh, vying for possession or were before you realized what you were vying for possession of Dirk's body whereas you could just jump on in and do what you wanted to without any roles without any resistance because Dirk's mind was so like so Swiss cheese you have that you still have that degree of autonomy you just can't get in his uh, in his body without a significant degree of effort anymore you are literally madness personified
5: Feel like I need a real life sanity check right now
3: <laughs> so guys Hollywood idea is true except the producer producer is the crawling chaos
1: ah yes yes Here, hear makes so a there, <laughs> I don't think there's
5: anything we can do to help you Dirk unless you know we were all to shoot a gun and and Maybe you miss, but Sean hits or something like that. Then we we kind of bolster what you're already trying to do. But I don't know that we
4: can help you. Well, no, remember? Not, it's, a form now, of, yeah.
0: it's a form of torture. We're being tortured.
4: Yeah.
5: Sean can't pick up a gun anymore, I don't think. No, yeah, you're right. You're right. Don't pick up well, a I gun. I'm still trying to wrap there. my mind around all that. Yeah.
1: But you certainly you've already worked out the major benefit is that 360 degree yeah. uh, ability mm-hmm. that you could as long as you're within line of sight you could potentially let's say you're on going back to that little fragment of memory that Dirk had that if you were still in that clearing you could be on the far side of the clearing one of you could be on the other side right up close with Sean's body where he committed suicide and be examining all the little details that were there mm. So it does give you a degree of... Think of it as like remote vision or scouting, perhaps.
5: Right. And
0: because occasion- tip has altered the essence of what we are
3: in order to play around with us. And occasionally some of you have a not-half-bad idea.
0: Certain way to make a deal with it. except that we we're not really... We don't have anything to offer.
5: The deal isn't the deal. Cutting your finger, isn't that the deal? When we're talking about the Shanti Warrior. It's he wanted to God. go back to his family or something like that, right?
1: That was and in the remember than go through the whole handout again. Yeah. Um, that was the result of after he cut his hand, it was when he fell into this coma, this or this dreamlike state, that that's when he met the uh, the being there. Um, you haven't fallen into that sleep and had that same dream. Because the dream that the dream that you had didn't end with him saying, uh, you've come here to bargain. All that's he true. taunted you with was, I'm mm-hmm. going to give you some more wisdom now.
4: Mm. Know, apparently Kessler drank the juice, so that's not he didn't go immediately into slumber, I guess. And exactly. you remember the um the Ashanti Warrior, the the ending they, they mentioned, I remember we re-examined it, it was that that the Ashanti warrior made a bargain, but uh the the you know the the chaos the baron they already knew what the shanti warrior wanted and so Mm. it was not a they were not in a good bargaining position
5: right exactly (laughs) our end goal is to prevent jack from allowing this apocalyptic event to happen isn't
4: is that that's still the case right yeah
0: that's the only thing there is yeah
4: yeah. Yeah. I, I. I. You know. I can't let my brother be used as some host of this disgusting thing.
5: Okay.
0: And I don't think there's any any way out for us.
5: No, I think you're right. They. We can do our best to make sure Dirk makes it out of this alive. But,
1: that's it.
0: If he does, we're going to spend the rest of our lives inside of a nut house. But at least we'll have won.
5: What can you do? Maybe. If, if some people can see us, maybe there's a way to get someone who's more knowledgeable about it.
0: To Mama. Ma- uh, release uh, us or something. And Mama Josephine. She's know. the only one who might know an answer. Well, let's, right. Are we almost there? She said, yeah.
1: In fact, as you look out of the window, you're, you're starting to recognize the streets around here. And a few moments later, you do indeed pull up outside of the laundry. So the, uh, the guy charges a, uh, a small price. You've got plenty of American money, which is a great conversion rate to his gourd. So paying him isn't a problem. You get on out. Uh, the fact the taxi says, uh, do you want me to wait, sir? Or are you, uh, you good from here? Uh,
3: uh, if I'm not back in five minutes, cause she's, if she's out, then I'll be right back. And if not, uh, You can, you you know, I I won't be needing your services indefinitely.
1: Okay, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait five or ten minutes.
3: That's fantastic.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. Generous. Okay,
1: and you head on inside. (laughs) Indeed, the um the previous um scene as was depicted is pretty much the same here. The uh the security guard probably looking a little bit more refreshed has got a new new daily newspaper. So he's uh, currently reading the main articles aloud to the uh, to the ladies as they work. You um, have kind of nods in recognition as you uh, as you come in through the door. Ah, back uh, back again to see uh, to see the mama.
3: Yes, indeed. If she's awake this early,
1: yeah, I mean she's just, she's just got a pot of coffee on, so probably probably able to squeeze one out of her if you uh, if you head in there quick.
3: Ah, yeah, brilliant. Thanks.
1: Right, he nods and continues on reading, and you head back to. her to her wonderful parrot-infested room at the back. And again, the smell of roast, uh, roast coffee comes out uh, mm. comes out to greet you. And there she is, uh, looking a little bit rough around the edges as if she's been up most of the evening. Uh, she's currently humming away to herself and pouring, uh, pouring a cup. And she turns around just as she's about to uh, take a sip and go, oh, uh, you're back.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, a little bit uh, wiser than I uh, was yesterday, or than we were yesterday.
1: Okay, the, the the hint of the smile on her face slowly starts to contract. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Um, my... As, as, oh, quick pause there, because I've just seen a message. Um, as... You're just about to say that, as uh, Mummer is uh, saying, "Oh, say, so please take a seat." James goes up to one of the uh, one of the cages where there's a uh, of a yellow crested macaw, uh, uh, cockatoo rather, in there, and the bird goes apeshit when he gets uh, when he gets close enough, trying to re- uh, trying to recoil uh, back away from him, and that then set- sets off a chain of squawking with all the birds that are caged in here. Well, the bird can see us.
0: Animals are sensitive sometimes.
1: And Mama replies mm. with, that's kind of the reason why I keep them here. You could hear me? She nods.
0: Yes. I'm looking at Dirk. Is Dirk's
2: mouth moving? Nope. So, so we're real. We're ghosts. We're not just figments of his imagination. Is there much of a difference? Well, How can you hear it? Yeah, I think there is to him.
1: Yes, I'm. Uh, I've been able to see and hear things since I was a kid, and having learnt as much as someone in my position has about the the true nature of the world and the wider the wider universe, you get uh, you get some extra senses along the way. So you I, knew we were ghosts before, but you didn't tell us. <laughs> well, considering you were all jumping in and out of your friend here at the time, it was evident he, he didn't know. And to be fair, sometimes knowledge is a curse. Knowledge is a dangerous thing. Yeah. But you, you say jumping in and out of him,
2: but now we're not. You can see all of us outside of him now.
1: Yeah, and she turns to Dirk and says, I take it this is what you're... Uh, what your bit of wisdom is that you mentioned.
3: Yeah, this is it. We're wondering whether um, you knew of any means of cutting these things loose from me when we're done here.
1: Oh, they're, they're intrinsically part of you. It's, they're, they're like, um, how best to describe this? Think of them as like balloons that are tied to you, but the, that balloon is a part of you. It's like asking you to cut off an arm or cut off a leg.
3: Well, these are uh, are very noisy limb balloons I have now.
1: So we're not like souls? No, you're, you're, well, you are one soul. I suppose if you were to look at two, quieten them or otherwise set them free I think you're probably looking at it the wrong way um, looking out the wrong way instead of trying to cut that cord and let them go you should be thinking about reeling them in and reintegrating them I mean, like I said they are part of you now we're not
2: the people who died we're part of him and his memories of the people who died. Is that what you're saying?
1: I'm, I'm not a psychologist, but it sounds, from what I can see, it certainly seems to make a at least an understandable exclam- explanation. So I'm
0: Sean O'Neill only because I think I am. The real Sean O'Neill died. I, and I if he had if, a soul, he went somewhere.
4: I don't know if it's that simple.
0: what do we do now we thought we were six people now we're only one person
2: yeah and we're all like having a massive
1: existential crisis yeah
5: and we still have to go confront that thing tonight
1: but at least you won't be going alone uh sebastian contacted me last night and said that he's arranging for quite a significant group to head up into the yeah, hills with you. Because he wow, realizes that he, he had a theory about what was going on with you, and I, I confirmed it with him. And yeah, I mean, he's prepared to give you, give you what he promised. Because he, he realizes that you are the best chance of a group getting up there to try and finally eliminate this cult. And he wants revenge. I want them gone because they're evil.
4: Mm-hmm. Right, and he wants what, revenge for his brother? We want to yeah. kill them because they killed us.
5: Is it better for us to try to kind of for Dirk to try to reel us in now, or should we be kind of like that—that that scouting potential that we talked about?
1: I think that doing that reintegration is going to take a lot of time, and have, my potion won't last forever. I don't That's, want you to. Okay, I right. don't want you to go and meet the. Uh, Meet the crawling chaos on his turf.
6: Sorry about scaring your bird.
1: No worries, like I said, that's uh that's why they're here, just in case there's any unseen presences. No. I mean I have the um and she gestures towards those twirls and uh, various different symbols around the door frame. I have those to keep away spirits, but that's not exactly what you are, so hence why you're able to come in and go out.
6: Now, do you see us as a person or like a translucent thing or a smoke or? Do you really
1: want to know? Uh, you know, yes. Maybe. Okay, she takes a bit of a gurk or intake of breath and then just downs her pot of coffee. Uh, she looks at James. I'm. I'm not well versed on literature, but I've heard of Frankenstein. The uh, pieces of body put back together again, right? Um, and looks at Donna. I can only guess what what happened to you. That either I don't know. Um, Acid or or fire or some kind of burning burning substance? We look like whatever happened to us. She nods and shrugs. I presume that's I shot myself in the head. Well, oh, yeah, most the fact most of the well, what's left of your head is there. I can just about make out a facial expression.
3: Okay presumably i saw each of these people die before i lost my memory and so that's how i've reconstructed that's what them we are.
1: What? and turns to uh turns to amy and again do you do you want to know
5: no i really really don't but thank you
1: and she just nods and again looks at guy and then just shakes her head hmm in fact, Angie doesn't shake it. She shakes her head but looks down at his foot or looks down at his shoe and then looks back up.
6: Mm. The guy's just a walking shoe.
1: There's a great respect for it in the scenario I'll have to show you later. <laughs>
4: so... <laughs> right. I wonder if I fell into a pool of acid or that lurker thing ate me and digested me. Or maybe that's what the star pools are. No, no. no. The star pools are like a ritual site. Why would you have a ritual site in a pool of acid?
0: You know, that's true. In a way, all of this makes me feel a lot better.
5: What? Because it's not like we can die.
0: We're not. We're not (laughs) trapped souls that don't get to go to heaven or hell. We're we're something else. We're mental constructs. (laughs) no we don't have anything to lose we aren't we we've already lost at least we have
2: but we've got one thing to lose we've got kessler if anything happens to him we cease to exist but we don't exist
5: yeah what does it matter i, do, I exist i
2: feel we, like i we exist do. I mean, we don't die if he yeah. dies i die we die we've all gone
5: we're, we're forever bound to Dirk, anymore, right? though. I, we're forever bound to him. Wherever we'll he be life takes but him. Segments. Yeah. Wherever his life takes him, that's where we're going to end up. I don't care.
0: And probably he'll go see a psychologist and, and they'll manage to get us all to reintegrate.
6: But, but at the very least, we owe Kessler. Something.
5: We do. Yeah. We owe to see him safely through this.
2: Hey, I spent most of my time hanging around with
1: him anyway. Mama's expression throughout this does go a little pale when she, when you're th- saying things, oh, we haven't got anything to lose. Her expression is saying otherwise. Well, we've got, the I mean, we, gotta, to lose. we don't yeah. want to
0: lose it, but we mean personally.
1: No, no, she, again, she shakes her head. Well, you don't, uh, you don't seem to grasp the severity of this. I guess we you don't. Each, I
5: get, yeah.
1: You each have independent thought. You each have. Personality and a substance. There are things that you can still see that can break your mind. You still have a lot to lose.
3: Yeah, you're more than, you're bigger than just the parts of me that you started as.
1: That's for
4: sure. The 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 crawling chaos. He turned us into like I I don't know. You know we're we're not we're not just like part of your imagination and we're not. The ghosts of who we were or were like some weird in between are, are you saying that
0: kessler no longer has a single mind he has six minds and each mind can be independently tortured into insanity times six
1: six playthings rather than one w- what's
6: crap. her name again josephine. josephine 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 the first time i came here i had a smug arrogance And I apologize for that because I see you truly have some gift now. This group is evil. With an honest heart, please tell me how to, what is my best course of action now? Because they've taken my son, they've taken my friends and my family. They need to be stopped. And I'm honestly asking you what, tell me what to do, guide me, please.
1: I know a little bit about how this works, because, like I said, this isn't the first time this has happened. They will be bringing... I don't want to use the term host, because that's dehumanising him, but they'll be bringing your son to a, uh, to a place of ritual slaughter. They will perform a sacrifice whereby that they will kill him, and that from his corpse... the the floating horror the thing that they the thing that they revere most this aspect of the crawling chaos will emerge and will terrorize and kill and probably set to destroy what's left of this country the only way that you can prevent that from happening is to shoot him through that third eye or stab him through that third eye any other killing blow regardless of how it's performed even if it kills him if it does not penetrate that third eye and destroy the gate by which this thing will enter into our world you will let that thing loose it can only be one blow and it can only be through that third eye you blow him up it will just come out from what's left of his uh, left of his corpse you stab him through the gut it will emerge through the wound you poison him it will rip its way out of his mouth it can only be killed one way so Senegal has done this
4: successfully. It's how he killed his brother. Yeah, he stopped his brother from unleashing what they're trying to do now. So it, it, this can work. I mean, Senegal's done it. We have the skull. We
1: saw it. it. It is possible, but like I said, he he had to have both arms broken first, and he had a tremendous amount of luck on his side. But he was able to do it. This is not impossible. And well, to be honest, there are a great many lives waiting for you and uh, counting on you to succeed.
6: So we need to not only do that, but we need to stop these cultists too. From ever doing it again. Right. They just did it however long ago in our lifetime with Senegal's
1: brother. And they could do it again after we do it. That's
3: also why we've got to get the stone back down here.
1: Yeah. She points at the stone as he holds it up. They cannot get hold of that. They cannot and if you're looking at a long term solution, uh, killing King Calico would be, would be a remarkable step forward to achieving that. Because he he's essentially the, the de facto leader of that cult. That you can, if you can kill him, you will stop their plans in their tracks for probably generations because it will take that long for anyone else to try and decipher what's written on the monoliths up there and work out how to call this thing into, into the world again.
3: Um, how will we recognize Calico if he doesn't, uh, introduce himself?
1: He is a force that stands out in the crowd. You'll recognize him, but also he has something very similar to what you have around your neck. Hmm. And that, that item is an item of power. I think, I mean, this, this is only supposition here because I, I, I can read between the lines and connect some of the dots, but I think it's fashioned from the same the same stone from which what you hold is fashioned, that it was once part of a of a statue, um, in fact, one of many statues that came down from the stars with a uh, particularly loathsome being.
6: <laughs> Maybe after we get Kessler back down here and he you fix him, maybe you could convince the ONI to go up there and bomb the hell out of those statues too.
1: Unfortunately, uh, you would have thought that we would have tried that before. They are not exactly receptive to the uh, to the local population who believe in such strange and heretical beliefs. They frankly, they just don't believe us. Most, we I think, should
0: try to do something to destroy the monoliths because yeah. otherwise somebody will come along and collect those and put them in a museum and then you'll have huh. this cult pop showing up in New York or England or...
1: They're already in... They, they come from Nigeria. This is just they came over with the slave trade. But there's, there's something that I had a word with Senegal about was well, specifically that um i understand that some of his men are going to be taking some satchels up uh, up the hill which contain uh, explosives specifically for that reason
3: good it's incredible to uh us that uh you've independently verified with senegal since we realized that i'm a crazy person we didn't know how seriously he took our conversation last night
1: oh he's serious I mean, he's I'll say he hasn't seen the lurker for himself, but he's seen the people that have seen it and seen how their minds have been broken just by laying eyes upon it. So, like I said, he had a good idea of what happened to you.
6: Now, I wonder besides Kessler, the rest of us, what could we actually do while we're up there? Scout. Out.
5: Serve as a scout, yeah,
1: yeah, but there's keep Kessler still-
5: safe. Well, I mean, we can at least alert him of of something that could be potentially dangerous
1: you you may well again this is the mama you may well find in your state that you are more susceptible to feeling or seeing things that uh, your friend might not be able to see okay
0: other ghosts other spiritual things
5: yeah if this if this is all as terrible as it sounds I'm betting there's a lot of other people up there that have similar faiths as as we do.
1: That place is literally drenched in blood.
0: Well I for one will go out uh, shooting if I'm actually shooting.
2: Well I've I've already committed to it when I thought I was cutting my finger so um i stand by that
5: yeah we're with you dirk yeah
4: we're with you
1: the the mama nods um it's she looks between all of you um but then go almost begrudgingly not begrudgingly but kind of almost ashamedly that she can only offer the one of you Uh, if you like some coffee
3: yeah smells delicious thank you and you could advise us of any way we could productively spend our time between now and uh, six when we head up the hill.
1: Yeah, I mean, she, she kind of shakes her head and says, to be honest, the, the time is pretty much yours unless unless you wanted to maybe go out and find weaponry that you wanted to take up there or uh, you just want to try and make peace with the situation. It's The time is as you wish to use it. I can't... There's not much that I could recommend per se appreciate that unless you want to give me a persuade roll Hmm.
3: 58 does not look good Uh, you know that's not entirely out of the range of my luck expenditure I'm going to go for it
1: Mm
5: -hmm. okay Uh,
3: to milk this lady for all she's worth
1: (laughs) well if you're prepared to spend uh, prepared to spend the luck you maybe latch on to one thing that she said about that along the way in a person in her position um, potentially can learn bits and pieces here and there Maybe you hit on the idea of seeing what could she teach you in the course of, uh, course of the next few hours. If there's any hints and tricks that she has up her sleeve which she could potentially give you.
3: Yeah, the better armed you send us up that mountain, the better off we'll all be.
1: Okay. Yeah. Have a look. Mm-hmm. She sits down thinks for a minute and says, "Give me, give me a moment, and she heads out of the room giving you some time to talk amongst yourselves while she does something.
6: You know, Anil, I'm pretty much directly, indirectly responsible probably for tens of thousands of deaths due for what I've been, you know, my arms dealing. I'm gonna look at this as uh, maybe one chance left on earth to do a little good before I go. I don't think it makes up for everything, but...
0: I still don't understand how this all works, but apparently Dirk's doing the good and we're just riding along.
6: I think... I feel that we each have something here independent of Dirk. And I'm going to take that last little chance to do something right.
0: You know what? You did what you did.
6: I'm going to hell regardless. Because you
0: did it. And I, and I assisted you because I liked you. And that's
6: all there really was to it. Quick ticket to heaven. I don't even believe in it, but I know I'm going to hell. But at least I could do something nice before I leave.
0: I'm just sad that Amy and Donna got killed. Yeah.
5: You know, I'm, I'm sad about that, too.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: You gotta destroy these people. These fuckers gotta die. Yeah.
4: Absolutely.
1: Hey. She comes down comes back a few minutes later with a small bag. Says there might be there might be something that we can do. I'm reluctant to to try it myself, but if you want to if you want to try it, then that's well, so that's up to you. I'll present you with the the risks in full. Um, there are there are beings, there are spirits that we call the backer That people in my position as, as a mambo, I I'm reluctant to deal in um, such dirty, unclean spirits, but they are the kind of spirits that Calico would would traffic with. If you wanted to to try and summon one, then it might be able to give you some insight into some of the things that Calico can do so that you're forewarned against him and maybe Mm. even learn them yourself to be able to uh, to truly turn the tables on him. Game. Okay, she she nods in your direction. Does anyone else want Wait, to so, join me?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah.
0: A weapon's a weapon.
5: Is there a yeah. risk?
0: It's up to Dirk though. Dirk's the one who has to do the physical parts of it.
3: Yeah. Well, we're not going to get a second chance at surviving the night. So we might as well go in with everything we got.
5: But is there a risk?
1: Well, it will ask something of you. Uh, Depending on how well negotiations go, that price could be high. It could be low. Mm -hmm.
3: A good or a bad bargain. Hmm.
0: What kind of thing might it ask us? Like it could blood? ask
1: you for part of your essence, it could ask for blood, it could ask for someone else's blood, it could ask that you how scare someone, steal an item that's precious to them. It could, huh. it could be anything. It depends on how depends on how well you negotiate.
0: Well, I guess that all sounds doable. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, although someone else's blood part could get messy, but
0: so we have to lose. I mean one
6: other question Same. when we were or I should say Kessler was reading in the library when we were looking at the voodoo ceremonies some people open themselves up to spirits is it a possibility that any of us could jump into one of these cultists kind of take their body for a ride
1: it's that's more of a voodoo practice uh, by allowing ourselves to be voluntarily ridden by the lower um as I've Said, and she gestures to the doorway. You are not truly spirits, as you wouldn't be able to enter the room. And also, I doubt they'd be willingly allowing something All right. to possess them. Just a thought. All, All right. right. Who's to say that if there's not a dead body around there, you can't try and jump in that?
0: Let's uh, let's summon this
1: uh... Baka.
0: You called it.
1: Mm-hmm. I say I- I'll give you the. 'll well I'll try to give you the ability to do this, but say I'm reluctant to touch something that unclean myself just because of the the position I hold in the in the neighborhood it wouldn't it wouldn't be fair to those who rely on me if I was to become tainted.
3: I've been feeling very powerful for the last day so that might help.
1: Oh, well, that that certainly would. Okay, so it sounds like as we enter a little learning montage sequence, everyone is uh, potentially going to sit and listen with her to try and learn summon backer. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, can everyone give me an intro, please? I'm looking for a hard success. You got it. Ooh, 17. Yep. Ooh, I actually got
6: it.
2: 25. Okay, 22.
6: That's a hot fucking hell. That's a hard as well.
2: And we uh, all made
1: it. Well, I, I just made
3: a regular success.
1: <laughs> okay, well, the fact that five out of the six of you got it, that will count. So even though Dirk, maybe he's having trouble in his own, in the, the portion of his mind that is still him uh, is having a little bit of trouble, but the other five, sixes of his brain are uh, fully, uh, fully ready and rocking to know how this works. So you can add summon backer to your sheet. Uh, backer is B-A-K-A.
6: I just need to hit the restroom real quick. I'll be right back. I'm sorry. Two minute break
0: and five minute break.
6: Two minutes later. All
1: right, So we enter into this montage then of sitting down and listening to uh, Mama Josephine as she uh, takes you through the various, the various rites and the various words that need to be said, the various items that need to be laid out, and she has this little, little bag, this little pouch that she opens that's got various to be a combination of bones, stones, uh, little twigs, and other seemingly almost a random paraphernalia that she has in this thing, but she runs through the, the significance of each of these. And it seems like the the majority of, Kes- of Kessler's brain twig- uh, kind of, you know, just clicks as to how this works. And she says, she hands you the bag and says, if you wish to... Wish to try and summon the uh, the backer to to learn what it can tell you of Calico and whether it can whether it can impart any such knowledge to you of maybe the same kind of things he can do. Then that's that's on you. But I'll uh, I'll be just downstairs. If anything goes drastically wrong, then I can I can rush up here and inter- interject. But this is this is very much you. T- I I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it.
3: Uh, <clears throat> I think I understand. Uh, how long a process is this likely to be?
1: I would recommend don't rush. Take your time and invest more of yourself into it to to have a greater chance of success.
3: Well, we uh, we sum up to more than one now, so maybe that's an advantage for once.
1: I think it will be. And she she nods and says, I'll be downstairs if you need me. And she Thanks. walks back down. So this is the kind of the room that she's got above her shop downstairs, her room downstairs. It's fairly sparse. There's a bed in one corner. There's not much by way of per well, it's everything's obviously a personal possession here, but it doesn't feel like a a room that you could easily identify as being hers. It's very, very Spartan. Right. Let me know what you want to do. Let's do it. Now, okay, mechanically, this is a summoning spell. So it's a variable amount of magic points that you put into this. It will will take a fair degree of time because it's five minutes per magic point that you spend to, um, to try and do this. And each magic point that you invest will give you a quite good percentage chance of trying summoning. You can spend those magic points across all of you.
0: Hmm.
1: How many points do you want to spend collectively?
0: So five minutes each, huh? Mm -hmm.
1: I have
5: 16
6: in total.
0: I have 14.
6: I have 16 as well.
5: Uh, 17.
1: 14. Now, each magic point that you spend will give you a 10% chance. Uh. So, if you want to guarantee success, that's 10 points. So, 10 times 10 gives you 100. Zero, zero is always a failure, though. Right. So, to each,
4: right?
0: So, maximum, it's going to take 50 minutes.
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, since Kessler and I made the mark, um, I have 37 magic points. Um, so why don't I take five at each of you one?
6: Okay. Unless you might need them.
3: Yeah, you might need them. Why not? I'm assuming that we're going to need
1: some up the hill yeah we
4: should just how about you save all of yours and we each put in two Uh, each put in two yeah let's
1: do that you also regain them at one per hour so learning this has taken let's do a quick roll learning this has only taken a couple of hours from the mama so you're about mid-afternoon well early mid-afternoon by now so you've got let's say another four hours before Mm. you're due to meet senegal
5: yeah, save uh, your magic, Dirk.
0: We still need to summon this thing. And and then we don't know how long it'll take after that. Um, Yeah, we'll each put in two or three.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, if everyone... So is it just the five of you that are putting in magic and Dirk is saving his? Yeah. The math works out easy. If you all cross off two magic points, then that gives you the 100%. Dirk is still the one that needs to do a couple of rolls because this is the first time that you're casting magic. I need a hard power roll from you.
3: Yeah, that's uh, 75 or down. That should be all right. 49 is all
1: right. Okay, so you successfully cast it. Now you go to the rolling against the 100 skill that you have. So again, zero zero. 0 you don't want that, but anything else is good.
3: Uh, 60 on the nose
1: is fine. Okay. In which case, as everyone is, well, in fact, you are the one actually casting it, but everyone else is p- uh, putting in at least some of the cost, um, everyone loses 1d4 uh, sanity. You're all partaking.
6: Four.
5: <laughs> Same. Fun.
6: I'm down to 39. Hmm.
1: Ah, Four. Ooh, this is costly. Right. As you chant and focus and follow the Mama's, uh, not rigorous, but definitely detailed instructions as to what you need to do and focusing on all the various elements that she has given you here that focus your will and project that on into the beyond where this thing will come from. You get to the 50-minute mark and you think... Just naturally between you, you all come to a stop in your chant at the same time. And looking around the room, looks pretty much as it did. Doesn't seem to be anything different or out of place. It's not like there's some horned demon stood in the middle of the room. But maybe something is a little different as you start to focus your eyes around here maybe the shadows are a little bit longer and the room is a little bit darker and that darkness does seem to grow almost as if the sun is rapidly setting outside quicker than what it should do indeed you see the rays of the sun coming through the shuttered blinds into the room start to shift and move And slowly there is just dark in the room, apart from maybe the ambient light outside.
3: Mm.
1: And in the middle of, as you're all sat in a circle in the middle of the room, it almost looks like, you know how the air moves if you're looking down a road in the middle of a a hot afternoon. This heat haze, that first of all, it looks like it's almost like a column just rising into the air. But columns should just go straight up. This has a bulge around its midsection, and then almost, depending on the way you're looking at it, it almost looks like an anthropomorphic figure, that there is this thing that's not quite invisible stood in front of you.
0: vodka hello
1: you can tell it's it seems to be that if it does have a head it isn't turning it and twisting it It just nods in each of your directions without the the need to turn its head and voices that almost sound like a a menagerie of whispers around the edge of the room coming out of the dark just say what is it you wish
3: we uh require your help uh in combating our enemy, King Calico.
1: It's almost like a ripple of whispers of nods of acceptance in the dark. Yes, we are we are aware of this this person, a powerful person, person that that deals much with our kind. Why? Why would we wish to to hurt one of our own? You must have something. You must have something valuable that you can offer.
2: What do you require?
1: Well, define the way in which you wish to uh, wish to get me to hurt him
0: we don't want you to hurt him we want to know his abilities what he can do
1: and how we need we can. to know
0: his weaknesses his weaknesses
1: he knows he knows many things that's uh, a very broad a broad thing that you ask i can provide you with a thing not all of the things that he knows
3: uh it Is it in your interest that he should succeed in summoning the crawling chaos?
1: It kind of nods its head or rocks its head back and forth. There are there are pluses and there are minuses in everything, in every act.
6: And many other people will step up to try and take his place, and you could deal with all of them as opposed to one.
1: It's in your benefit. Okay. I know what I will ask. Do you wish to hurt him? I presume it is in a way that you wish to remove his soul from this earth? Yes. And I wish a portion of your soul in replacement of his now before we go into mechanics uh, everyone's had a bit of interjection in here one of you is going to get a chance to roll persuade so who wants to do it um I okay, have 50. it at 50.
4: Yeah, I, I think you
2: have, have that. Hmm. Uh, some of your skills are slightly better than others. I've I've got it at sixty.
3: Mm-hmm. Go for it. I what? have less and I had to pay a lot of luck earlier. So
2: Guy,
6: what's your luck? Um forty two. I have it at fifty with seventy luck. I wouldn't mind burning if I had to. I'm just saying. I know it's a little meta, but a lot of matter. <laughs> Pure matter, <meta>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's up to you.
2: I I think we can work with you. All right. We can perhaps come to an arrangement if you can assure us that we can. Damage.
1: I'm prepared to offer you one of the spells he has learned from us. And how is it that you you put it? He would be hoisted by his own petard.
4: I like the sound of that. No. Nope.
0: Roll
1: it. Yep, whoever's rolling the persuade, give me the persuade roll. Yeah, think, <laughs> high. yeah go for it. Go on. 19. Hey, there you go. Right, what degree of success is that? Uh,
6: 50.
1: I have in the skill, I'm trying to.
0: Yeah, like it's oh, hard. Yeah, that's yeah, so hard. hard. Plus, you want to spend five
6: luck. <laughs> uh, yeah, you? I will spend the five luck. In your stream, oh, okay. yeah, extreme. yeah.
1: In which case, he says, "Then you submit to payment." I do. I do. Okay, well, this can be shared amongst all of you because remember, you are of one mind and one body, because you get it down to an extreme success. Three d six. Please roll that. All of us, no, uh, just uh, just sterling. First one is a four, second one is a two, third one is a four. Ten, Ten. Okay. middle ground, okay, because it would have been if you'd rolled a, uh, a failure, that would have been that amount times five, and that's how much power it's going to ask from you. Oh, wow. But because you've got it down to an extreme, 3d6 times one. That is how much power he's gonna ask, divided as you choose between the six of you.
5: I okay. say we let Dirk keep all the power he's got.
1: Yeah.
0: It's only it's only 10 points of power, right?
5: Yeah. Well, I say we split Please it between two. the five of us except Dirk. Yeah. Let
0: him we just lose two.
4: Yeah. Two each.
5: Yep.
0: That's I easy. had plenty.
4: I had I had plenty to spare.
1: Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Okay. And in which case. Which one of you gets the spell that it imparts?
0: Dirk.
5: That wouldn't be Dirk, right? Because he didn't give anything. Or could it be Dirk?
1: You are all of one mind and one body.
5: Uh, yeah. Dirk.
3: <laughs>
1: Probably yeah. go
2: with
3: Dirk.
1: Dirk.
2: He's, it he's, got ma- he's got well, masses of power and magic well, points. But because oh, yeah. one
5: of us cast it independently of Dirk.
1: Well, That's Dirk the question. If I'm
3: physically engaged in something, can you guys do
5: this?
1: Exactly. That's my question. If you're able to um, succeed in the opposed power roll against him, or oh, against Dirk, yeah, yeah, or if he is able to relinquish it, but relinquishing that mud may mean that depending on what situation you're in, that may put him in danger. I say we, we let Dirk have it then,
5: yeah, he's gonna yeah. have, to have none of us could beat him at a power roll, so
1: okay. Uh, you can add clutch of Nyogtha to your sheet. Ooh. I have no idea
0: what that is, but it sounds cool. Well, it's a little purse that he carries. His oh, yeah. A little clutch. yeah,
4: Clutch. <laughs>
1: right, um, to give you a quick overview of what this thing does, it effectively is like an immobilization spell, um, but it's a bit more than that. It almost induces a heart attack in someone, as if um, a tendril or tentacle is wrapping itself around someone's heart. And as long as you are focused on a particular target, that target is effectively suffering a heart attack.
5: Mm, interesting.
2: So, it, so it's it performed by doing the international gesture of the handbag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spells have components, like uh, different gestures you have to make. So, <laughs> so yeah, let me give you a quick rundown. It's also good that you've got you for doing it, because it does require a fair amount of magic points. It also requires quite a bit of sanity. Mm. Uh, cost is one plus magic points. It's 1d20 sanity points per casting, but it is an instantaneous Jeez. cast. You spend one magic point to begin the spell. Uh, the target must be within conversational distance, but that can be yelling across the star pool, so that's not a problem. Uh, for the spell to take effect, the caster must succeed in a post power roll with the target. Remember, you have a huge amount of power. If the caster wins the spell, the f- target feels as though a large hand or tentacle is crushing his or her heart, causing 1d3 damage each round that the spell is in effect. While under this such attack, the target is temporarily paralyzed, as though having a heart attack in the round that the accumulated damage from this spell reduces oh, in the round that the accumulated damage from this spell reduces hit points to zero the target's chest ruptures and bursts and the target's smoking heart appears in the hand of the caster so a wonderful kalima
4: wow. i love that yeah
1: um, the caster must concentrate on the spell each round to maintain its effect Each round the spell lasts, the caster must spend magic points equal to twice the number of hit points caused in damage during the last round. But again, you've got a stack of them, so this helps. Uh, And must win an opposed power roll with the target again. If the caster is distracted, the spell ends. But that is a great way to neutralize a target.
3: Yeah, but it's one for one, so we have to count on... Senegal's forces to be keeping the uh, hoi polloi at bay. Yeah, well, we have one more uh, arrow on our quiver, friends in my
4: head. Hey, no, we're also apparently in etherealness. Yes. Yeah. Anyway.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. is, there, uh, is there a way that one properly ends an interview with a Baka?
1: Well, your payment has been made, at which point it basically looks between you again, nods in agreement and says, our business is concluded. At that point, as light returns to the room, almost as if the sun is rising again outside, the heat haze vanishes and you are left in an empty room. Though well, you can hear Josephine coming up the stairs and there's I'm a tap, tap, tap at the door. <laughs> Everything OK in here?
3: We, uh, yeah, nobody got turned inside out. It worked.
1: Ah, good, good, good. I'll uh, have to do a bit of a cleansing afterwards just to make sure there's no uh, residual taint here, but uh, that's good. That's good.
3: They're, uh, They're cold and nasty things, aren't they?
1: She just nods at that. There are some very, very nasty things out there in this world.
3: Well mama josephine i hope that um you'll be aiming uh, beneficial rays up the hill at us tonight
1: and well i'm i'm planning on going up there at least to the to the meeting with you uh, oh. to be with so i imagine sebastian will wait until dawn for you to come back if not if not longer so we'll we'll give you a send-off uh, we'll, we'll wait together through the night As long as it takes
3: well, That's much appreciated uh, As has your help today, Ben yeah.
1: She nods And unless anyone's got anything Pressing they want to do afterwards We can always cut to 6 o'clock With meeting Sebastian Yeah,
3: yeah. A hearty meal Shared by one Yes <laughs>
1: Yeah, again, she will quite happily cook for you. Uh,
2: I will dine well well on the idea of mashed potatoes
1: and sausages. Nothing wrong with some bangers and mash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, she she pretty much says whatever you. mm -hmm. She says whatever you wish for dinner. She will arrange it. So not like saying it's a condemned man's last meal, but she's going to give you as best she can a good send off. So, yeah, either cooks it herself or arranges for it to come in, whatever your request might be. And then, afterwards, arranges for the two of you and plus five to head to the outskirts of town, and indeed past the past the slums and the shanty towns where there's the first sign of this, kind of even beyond a third world country, the the dregs of what's left of these poor people that have find themselves on the outskirts of the city for trying to build whatever they can for a home, there is a dirt track that leads up to the direction of the hills that then opens up into a, into a field that looks down upon the skyline of Port-au-Prince. And in the, in the growing dark, there's a bunch of about 30-odd people here uh, some of them you recognise from the uh, from the last time we went to the warehouse. There's Senegal here as well, and um, you can see that there are some which have got uh, these almost like messenger bags that they've got thrown over one shoulder, uh, which you can see they're holding particularly delicately. Um, mm. Others are carrying uh, a large amount of weaponry. There's people that are carrying Thompson submachine guns. There's others right, others with rifles. Some have got handguns. You can see most of them have got machetes which are tucked into the um, or hooked onto their belts. Uh, Sebastian comes over towards you and see Josephine, who he knows, uh, with a kind of a grin. He doesn't have a big, wide smile on his face because it's not that kind of occasion. In fact, no, no one here seems particularly jovial. They just seem like a military unit getting ready to go into battle. And he comes over to her, shakes her hand, and gives her a hug, and then turns towards you and offers his hand. Uh, to Dirk, this is. He says, ah, good. I'm glad you're you're able to make it.
0: Uh, I'm going to put my hand in front of his face and see if he can see this.
1: Yeah, he he doesn't.
0: He has no reaction. Yeah.
1: No. So you're all you're all ready for this?
3: Yeah. Um, I think, uh, in fact, I'm uh, a little readier today than I was when we last met.
1: Good, good. You, you do seem a lot more focused now. He says, uh, fading away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oddly timed. <laughs> uh, yeah, Um and uh, and and you know where we're going. You've been there before.
1: Yes. Well, I'm. I won't be joining you. I'm going to wait here with uh, with the mama for when you get back. Uh, the rest of the uh, the rest of my men know where to go. It's pretty much one way up there and one way out. Uh, as you get closer, there are going to be more there's going to be more opportunity to try and sneak up on the pools themselves there's very heavy jungle around there. But again they they'll give you all all you need to know on the way up there um my man here francois he will he'll lead the way and he gestures to one of the guys that you remember you saw as uh, being in the warehouse and he just gives you a gives you a nod and a faint grin uh we've got plenty of weaponry what's your what's your weapon of choice um I'm going to uh,
3: – oh, I guess I uh, I'm, 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 we, I put the shotgun together back at the hotel, so maybe between – at some point, if I could have picked that up again. And I'll also – I've got – you know, I have a forty five, but that'll stay holstered until things yeah. get hot and
1: heavy. All the guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can, how def- how he, he can definitely a, uh, supply uh, you with ammo. I mean, hey, to take a shotgun, or a rifle and a pistol.
6: <laughs> didn't we give them automatic weapons in those crates?
1: Well, you, you didn't have any automatics in yours. You're, you were purely providing him with, uh, with rifles. But uh, you can see that there's a bunch of people here that do have Thompsons. The, the main thing to consider is that that uses the SMG skill. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't got it, that's going to be a bit difficult to hit with, maybe.
3: Right. No, I think uh, I think a shotgun for General mayhem and a, and a 45 for when I can't load the shotgun is the way to go.
1: Okay. Right In which case so he can provide you with plenty of ammo for them. That's not a problem. Um, in fact, he actually gives you an ammo bag so to throw uh, oh, nice. to get to throw over one shoulder so you've got plenty to uh, plenty to keep you going. There's uh, again, we've got plenty of water and supplies for you uh, between us. Four hours up there, so it's going to be a fair old hike. But uh, you best get going because they'll be they'll be kicking things off around midnight. So you should get there with a couple of hours to spare if all goes well. Just uh hope luck's on your side.
3: For all of our sakes. Thanks for you being a man of your word, Mr. Senegal. Uh,
1: he gives you a clap on the shoulder and basically gives you a big, almost like a bear hug. Just so you got almost whispers in your ear again. Good luck.
3: And thank you, Madam Josephine. I hope to see you at dawn.
1: And we'll we'll be here.
4: (laughs) Wave goodbye to the madam. (laughs) Yeah. The one person who could
1: see us. She waves back and goes, Senegal's kind of like, hang on, mate, he's over there. (laughs) But but not not saying that, but just kind of gesturing. He's, he's, he's ah, what the hell. And the group start walking off into the hills. As you start to proceed up that path and gradually get further and further away, the sun edges towards the horizon. That is where we are going to leave it for tonight.
0: Our players included Jason Melnichok, Holly Butow, David Gassaway, Mick Swan, John Dos Passos, and myself, with Matthew Sanderson as the keeper of the secrets. <clears throat> we have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastery. There's a link below. We cr- we provide audio only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved of in of the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please uh, visit our Patreon account, just a dollar to a month helps us a lot you can uh, find a link in the description below like share and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we enjoy reading them and answering questions you might have this is tom Reilly, together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of hp lovecraft the call of the role-playing game until next time good luck good gaming